Industry-leading, difference-making, tomorrow-shaping, world-changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us, and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash techcareers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. What broke him down? Body punches. I was hitting with body punches and I heard him actually he was crying in there. You were saying that Biggs was crying when they yeah. hit him? Yeah. When, when did that happen? And perhaps the fourth round on. Boxingboys.com. So you knew you had him by that Absolutely, time. Absolutely, but I knew he was, he was tough and taking those punches. Follow Beyonce Gentlemen, to another glorious morning with the boxing voice. It is Tuesday morning, 9 a.m. here on the sunny east coast of Florida. We're on the South Gulf. We're just we're just soaking in the rays, man. Nice, cool 79 degrees over here as we're waking up to talk about uh, one of the most electrifying heavyweights 
in the division, in and out of the ring, keeping us entertained, bringing in the biggest numbers. And uh, we're here to talk about Deontay Wilder and his trainer, Malik Scott's newest statement. And, uh, you know, the best way to do this is to just, you know, play the audio of Malik and, um, you know, allow everyone to try to grasp what he was, uh, the message that he was trying to get across. So, um, we'll, 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 we'll do that. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, play the audio. And uh, this audio is courtesy of um, 78 Sports. Deontay Wilder conducted an interview, or rather, uh, 78 Sports conducted an interview with Deontay Wilder and um, Malik Scott. And this is Malik Scott and his opinion um, on this particular matter. You know, it's a subject because of his statement, right? So people are misinterpreting what he said, um, but he's also, you know, saying, you know, take it however you want um, because he's been very vocal on his social media. So I want to, I want to just screen share that before we get to the audio just so everyone knows exactly, you know, where we're at with the timeline. So uh, right now we're on the verified Instagram of Malik Scott. And uh, if you go to, let's see if it's this one, right? No. Uh, Is it this one? This is it. So uh, this is a quote that he posted. And it says, Deontay Wilder's new trainer, Malik Scott. Muhammad Ali is one of my my greatest fighters of all time. He very he's supposed to be he's very magical in the ring, but it was the things he beat outside the ring that truly got my attention. Deontay Wilder is the closest thing to that in this time. So, if you look, I'll I'll zoom in here. His his uh, caption says, human media always misquoting me for the sake of clickbait. And because they know their fellow humans are the most easiest creatures to finesse. I never said Deontay Wilder was the closest thing to Muhammad Ali in this time. My exact words was Deontay Wilder is 10 times more skilled in the ring than Muhammad Ali ever was and have beaten 10 times more battles outside the ring than Muhammad Ali ever did. Now go right about that shit. We on our side. Hashtag the odd guy. Hashtag my way of life. Hashtag no traffic. Hashtag two time. So I feel like this Quote, Deontay Wilder is 10 times more skilled in the ring than Muhammad Ali was ever 
and has beaten 10 times more battles outside the ring than Muhammad Ali ever did, right? This highlighted quote. I think this is a sarcastic response to his initial quotes being uh, misinterpreted and misconstrued, right? So what we'll do is now we'll play the actual audio and uh, hope that we're not flagged. We'll try and pause it every now and then uh, and hope that we're not flagged. Obviously, this is a 78 sports interview and uh, credit to him for getting the interview and conducting it. And uh, we're just using it, you know, for news purposes. So this is Malik Scott. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about they taught physically, mentally, everything they could do. And you're still here, man. And I want to thank you, brother, for still remaining to be you. You know what I mean? And um, yes, indeed, man. And um, I want to thank you, brother Malik Scott, for your time as well, brother. Uh, uh, brother Malik, tell the people where they can find you. You on social media, anything? Yeah, uh, Malik King Scott on everything. M A L I K K I N G S C O T T. So, I mean, let me give you one more thing, brother, before we get off the phone. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm a, I'm a diehard boxing, in my opinion, fan. So, this is now Malik Scott. That was the interviewer, 78 Sports. I know more about this sport than most journalists because it's all I've ever done. Muhammad Ali is one of my greatest fighters of all time more. He he was very magical in the ring, but it was the things that he beat outside the ring which really got my attention and why I give him nothing but gratitude for this. Deontay Wilder is the closest thing to that in this time. Absolutely. The way that he just fought. Listen what, what happened. Stuff like this. And I heard you speak on this a while ago, we'll say the Ortiz thing because Ortiz get played down like he's really not a threat. Oh, man. Right. And they only did that after Deontay. So he's about to go down like his list of reasons why he's saying what he's saying. Oh, man. He's taking other people's responsibilities on because Ortiz was somebody else's responsibility. We know right. who that was, right? <laughs> right. He took that responsibility <laughs> when it wasn't a mandatory. Ortiz get caught in the scandal. He said, forget all of that. He got a daughter. I see what he's going through with his daughter. I'm give, I still want to give him an opportunity. Give him an opportunity. Beats him. Brought him back again. Give him another opportunity. This is not about boxing right here. We're talking about character. So you see, he's saying it's not about boxing. In fact, he's speaking to Deontay Wilder's character. You know, uh, that's the message I think that he's trying to get across. You hear what I'm trying to say? Yes, sir. This thing that just happened in this courtroom, I only can remember one thing that's close to it, and it's the Lenny Lewis Rockman rematch thing. But in that case, that was two brothers basically going at it. Right. What they tried to do in this case was really bury Deontay alive, and he fought the whole time outside of the ring. This should not just touch boxers. This should touch all athletes. Just because you leave your craft off the field or out the ring or off the court, you still have battles to fight outside the ring. You're not even fighting for yourself. You're doing that for others and you're paving the way. That's what this arbitration victory should have should be looked at. This is not, right. he won in court, they got to fight. No, 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 hold on. This is not, I don't, people going to take this the wrong way and guess who don't give a fuck. It's almost like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's in the resemblance of like when Ali said I'm not going to the army right so he's comparing Ali uh, 
deciding not to go to the army. Well, he's not comparing it, but he said it's a resemblance of in the matter of like in terms of like a man taking a stance for something he believes in. Um, you know, he's not direct comparison. It's a resemblance of, he's saying. Of course, it's not about the army. Mm -hmm. I'm not going and stood with that. Oh, y'all, I'm not, no, that fight is not happening. I want my trilogy. Right. I want my trilogy. Oh, y'all not going to give it to me? I'm going to fight for my trilogy. We got to go to court for how long? People don't even have the gas. Gas is finances in court. People don't even have the gas to go that long in court. I bet they wouldn't fight that long because you ain't got the ammo. He got the ammo. So now he's speaking to how costly and expensive it was to be in arbitration uh, with the top rank side and, you know, just speaking to the long, drawn-out financial battle that he had to go through to get, you know, the money and the belt and the rematch back. So let's get to the audio. And used it for the right reasons to get his title back to lead his people again. How this go blind for some people? They just believe what they want to believe, bro. You get what I'm trying to say? This is the two-time heavyweight champion of the world. Come July 23rd, 24th, whenever it is. And I bet my life on it. This is the most important job of my life. And I'm not saying this as a journey was just some training. I've had my own career as a child, as an adult. We all know that. This is the most important job of my life. This is the most passionate job of my life I've ever been this passionate about. I've never had a job I believe in more than this one. I know where his head is at. I can't wait for y'all to see it. Absolutely. Man. So that is the full audio there of, uh, you know, Malik Scott and his um, reasons. So it's not necessarily skill. Again, I believe that the uh, last quote that he has where he's letting uh, you know that while there's 10 times more skilled than Muhammad Ali was a sarcastic response to being uh, misquoted. Uh, and, and that original audio definitely is completely different from the quote. Uh, Spence, I actually wanted you to call the other Skype. Check your WhatsApp, brother, because I want you to be on camera. So, like, on that one, you won't be on camera. You know. There you go. So, um, yeah, man. So, what do you guys think here? What do you guys think? Uh, here we go. Here we go. How are you, brother? Good morning. Hold Good on, afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you. Good morning for us here in the I'm East good. Coast. I'm good. I'm good. So did you have, first, before you give me your take, because, you know, Spence called me hot and ready to go. He's like, listen, uh, you're doing that show. I want to get on it. I want to talk. Uh, but Spence, did you hear the audio um, of Malik Scott, or are you just going off the last quote where he says, wow, there's 10 times more skill. No, I'm not going for the 10 times more skill because he, he'd have to be joking when, when that came into play or when he said that, he'd have to be joking. You can't, you know what I mean? So I don't, I'm not taking that. It's the fact that he, when 
um, Malik Scott said that um, that Wada is a modern day Muhammad Ali. Well, he said the 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 the, the closest thing that to resemble him, like he he didn't compare him. The word was well, the closest. The word, sorry, sorry, sorry. The word sorry, was the closest was. thing. You know what? I, I, and resembles. I actually, like, I actually like Malik Scott. I think he's a really cool dude. I really do like him. I mean, we've had conversations in the past. I mean, I've seen him at Shawsway's over in the UK. He's a nice guy. Um, but he's not the closest thing resembling Ali today. Uh, Spence, because you got your camera blurred. Anything you're doing there? Like, uh, like one second. Is that uh, better? Yes, yes, yes. Now Sorry, can... my apologies, man. My apologies. My apologies. I'm right. just, I just come to see my mother, so it's all good. All right, all right. So yeah. talk to us. Is he for real? Excuse me? Is is Malik Scott for real with that comment? I mean, again, uh, listening to the full audio, he's um, he's saying that what Deontay Wilder um, went through with the arbitration the close, is the closest thing that resembles Ali decided not to go to war because that's, ridic that's ridiculous yeah but but he's saying because like america was against ali so he was doing that for the black community so, so like, wait was was a, one, one second was it one second was america was why was america against ali because he was uh deciding not to fight for the country but it wasn't okay, it was then. white america and that's what ali wanted the message to be out there, right. like, I'm not going right. to go right. fight right. for right. you, a country that one doesn't second. even... One second, one second, one mm -hmm. second. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it was March, March 22nd, um, 76, sorry, 67 was Ali's last fight against Zara Foley when he knocked him out, right? That was his last fight, then he was on a three and a half year hiatus, where, where, because he turned around and said, like, no Viet Cong never called me no nigga. Right? Mm -hmm. He turned around and said, if I want to go to war, I'll fight you right here in America because you're my opponents. Mm -hmm. Right? This is Ali, right? What opposition, right, this is Ali. What ops, What opposition has, has Deontay Wilder got from so, white America? So, so again, from the audio, and this is my interpretation. This is my interpretation. Right. From the audio. I'm just, no, no, no. What, I'm just saying there is no, there is no comparison to what Deontay Wilder has gone through over arbitration to compare to anything of what Ali's gone through. Because when we go to arbitration, Lennox Lewis went through arbitration um, for him to get his shot to end up to um, for him to get his shot to end up fighting Evander Holyfield. That's actually one of the things he brought up. He said that, you know, uh, Lennox and, and I think he said Rockman was the closest thing to this, you know, but this is different. Right. He said, but this right. is different. Hear him out. Malik Scott said, this is different because that was two brothers. This was Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. And he, they are saying in the audio, or rather Malik Scott is saying in the audio, that they, which is, I'm assuming, white America was trying to, uh, uh, what was the word he used? Because I don't want to misphrase him. Kind of like um, silence him, right? Like disappear him, I think he was. Disappear wasn't the right word. I got, it'll, it'll come to me. All, but, right, um, all right, cool. But listen, listen to me, yeah? Listen to me. And I want, and, and like, no doubt, some of um, Deontay Wilder's people will send him this, right? 
Because I have nothing against Deontay Wilder. Not one thing. You may think that. I've got nothing against him. You know what I mean? He's a black man. I'm a black man. I ain't got nothing against him. Right? What I am against is stupidity. So if you turn around and say something that's nonsense and it's stupid, then I'm going to be against it. I can't be for it. I'll be... That's, that's mad. Now, he's saying... Let me tell you this. Tyson Fury being world heavyweight champion and beating Deontay Wilder is not benefiting, yeah, white America. Why not? They can sell him as the next it's white not, hope. Why not? Wait, 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 wait. It's not benefiting white America. It's benefiting white America if they want him to benefit them. There is no benefit... And you're thinking like, oh, well, they got a white champion. Hold up a second. Well, so, didn't they have the Klitschko brothers? They're two Sp white guys. Spencer, there's no movie called The Great Black Hope. There's a movie called The Great White Hope. That phrase exists in boxing for a reason. We didn't make it bro, up. Bro, bro, we didn't bro, make bro. it you know, up. That, hold up, hold up. The Great, the great White Hope mm -hmm. came into play okay. when Jack Johnson famously became world heavyweight champion in Australia December 26th. 1908, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. When he knocks, when he knocks out Tommy Burns and they jump in and they stop the camera footage from going out, right? Mm -hmm. At that time, they lynched black men up and down America, right? Mm -hmm. We're living in a different times now. What? Now, but, does, but again, for being Deontay, heavyweight, know, being heavyweight champion does not carry the same weight as it did in the 70s, doesn't carry the same weight as it did in the 60s, but again, in the 50s, but again, in the 40s, in the again, 20s. It doesn't for, carry the same for, weight. For Deontay Wilder, right, his perspective is being a black heavyweight champion as outspoken as he is in this time, that's why he goes through what he goes through. It's how he, how he sees it. You know it. You've heard it in the interviews, and you know how outspoken, and you know for sure... He just brought up the 400 days. So, you know, he, he's not thinking that oppression is well, over. No one is, the 400 no, days. no one is thinking that oppression uh, is one over. Second, one second, one second. Let's add another 600 days to that and say how long was Dylan White waiting to get his shot from I didn't mean 400. Wilder. I meant years. I'm sorry. I didn't, but oh, okay. The four, oh, okay. Yeah, the I didn't mean okay. days. I meant okay. years. And I the next thing, all up, and the next thing of the 400 years, we go check this one out, yeah? When Ali famously became world heavyweight champion while beating Sonny Liston, February 25th, 1964, right? Of the of the major uh, uh, um, um, human fifth of of Africans, right? It will go to 16, 1619. Of that time, the black man was in America for some three hundred and forty nine years, but they were unable to vote. Ali was heavyweight champion of the world. He was unable to vote, right? Malcolm X famously said the speech of the bullet on the ballot, right? So I'm not jumping. I'm not jumping on the fact of like because you're outspoken. Hold up a second. Ali came from social reformers. He was taught under Elijah Muhammad. He was taught by Malcolm X. He no no no. But he that's was what he's by saying. Jeremiah Muhammad. But that's right? what they're so, saying. They're so saying there's that no he comparison, who, bro. But, but that's what they're saying that Muhammad Ali was also. Tried to they they tried to silence him. They tried to no, send no, him no. to the war. Wait, 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 wait. What has Deontay Wilder given up? What do you mean? What he's given up? Did Deontay Wilder give up his world heavyweight championship? It's not did what he, he give up. It's did not he, what he's he given wait, up. Wait, wait, wait. Spencer, did, it's did what he stands for. It's what he stand. It's what. He, it's not what he's given up. It's what he stands for in the eyes of the black community. Nah, bro, bro. Yeah, what well, I rate what Deontay Wilder stands for in the eyes of the black community. Don't get me wrong. I rate that, but there is no comparison to Ali. 
That's a disrespect, bro. None whatsoever. Right? I'm telling you now, that's a disrespect. You know what I mean? Deontay Wilder isn't even 1% of what Ali represented. Not one. Not even 1%. I mean, I don't understand. Tell, what would... tell Deontay Wilder. I'm telling you now. Tell Deontay Wilder to get in touch with Nuri Muhammad, who is a spokesperson for the, for the Nation of Islam, right? Who could help his oratorial skills of the things that he's saying. So therefore, maybe, or maybe just then we could say, yep, I get the passion behind what he's saying, where he's saying that like, Deontay Wilder's our champ, he's standing up for black folks and blah, but there's a way of standing up for black folks in a way that people are going to have to listen to you. You can't just be this angry guy, because I've done the angry guy for years, I can't do that. But, I'm but, years old. but I mean, it's more than angry. Remember, he's done uh, protesting, he did the march, like, it's it's more than angry. Well, uh, wait, we've angry, done the march. What angry, march? What march? angry was when a journalist tried to compare Tyson's Fury's, you know, trials and tribulations to but black America's yeah, trials again, and yeah, tribulations. Again, uh, yeah, again, this is what I'm saying, because if you're educated on this thing, remember Tyson Fury is talking about he's a traveler. No, Do you I understand. understand that part there? I understand, traveler but you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. You're not in the UK, I'm telling you. You didn't hear me, though. I said Wilder got angry at the comparison. Bruv, it's uncomparable. Is it, is it? Is it comparable? Are you saying it is comparable? It, I'm, 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 I'm telling you that it is comparable. Oh, okay. Right, because you just didn't know. Now, I'm not saying to the heights of, listen, Black folks, we were enslaved, enslaved. We were stolen from Africa and sold, stolen and sold. Right? So I don't see how it's comparable. But no, 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 I'm no, listen. no, no. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm just explaining to you. Yeah, go look at the plight of the so-called gypsy, because that's what they called, or the so-called gypsy, right? In the UK, especially if you were if you were a traveler and of, of Irish descent, it was even worse. So we'd have, just like in America, you'd have no blacks, no dogs, no Jews, right? In the in the in the UK, it was no blacks, no dogs, no Irish. Irish were lost, right? They had um, a race relations act that came into into the UK in 1966, was meant to change those kind of things, but nothing wasn't really changed. So when I'm saying that the travelers have been ostracized, they've been ostracized. So it's like. It's like me arguing, what is the next man's holocaust? Is my one worse than yours? Is your one worse than mine? Disease is disease. And disease is what is actually in the wording is a dis-ease and a discomfort and something where you've been alienated. So I'm not, listen, listen. As far as I'm concerned, nobody ain't gone through what the black man's gone through. No one. All right, then. No so, ever, the, so there's no, no comparison. Ever, no, so no, there's no, no comparison but, and you but, understand. But can't you, uh, if, if you're saying no one's ever gone through that, right? Nobody. Okay, so hear me out. Hear me out. Walk with me. If you're saying that, how can you not understand a black man in the position of Deontay Wilder, who has a platform to voice his opinion, how can you not understand him getting upset when it is being compared? No, I can understand. You, well, you totally. just said you just said I, I, you can't just be an angry man. Well, he only has one. No, no, clip. but he was angry. He was angry. But, no, it, no, but it's angry. only no, one no, no, clip. No, no, but it's only but one clip of anger. Can you let me talk? I am. I am. But I want you to understand that it's only yeah, one clip understand. of anger in direct Brother, reaction. Are you gonna let me talk? I'm saying trying to give you the facts, Spence. Trying to give you the facts. It was coming. I'm dealing with the facts because it was coming from a place where. He don't rightly understand the plight of what is being to be a traveler and how they've been ostracized as well. 
And like the link, the link, no, 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 the link between the traveling community and the black community in the UK. Can I only speak about what's in the UK? Right? Even worse, so that your 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 Irish descent traveler, how they link up with black folks. You don't know this thing. It's like you guys can see it from, from your American standpoint. I'm getting it because boy, America's jacked. All now is jacked because everything is racial. Everything. Right? It's it's black everything. and white. Listen, yeah, listen, do you think it's coincidence that Tyson Fury was wearing an American flag when he first came to Vegas? Like he had the, the, the Apollo Creed outfit on. You don't believe in the great white hype, but American media, the networks, they need the viewerships. Uh, why won't they uh, create what uh, America wants? So why, why, why did they do that with the Kitschko brothers? Why, why, does, white brothers? Why, why does Caleb Plant do, do better views than... I don't brother, know. Then anybody brother, you want to compare brother, to brother. and look at who he's fighting. Look who he's fighting. Brother, brother, brother. I mean, you does tell do me. Does, do, does, does Kenny Plant do better numbers than Floyd Mayo? I mean, he's never been on pay-per-view. He's never right, been on pay-per-view. Case, so he's never been on pay-per-view. But, but let me listen, ask you this. Let me ask you this. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you can't tell me Floyd Mayweather did over a million views in his 18th and 16th and 15th fight like Keller Plant. So you can knock it off. <laughs> knock it off. Keller Plant's doing that. Mayweather never did that in, that, in his day Bro, on, in those that, number of fights. I didn't even know the numbers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on Fox, he's doing over a million. But it, but who's he fighting? Nobody. But there's a reason. I'm not saying he's not skilled. Wait, 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 I'm, not, I'm not saying he's sorry, not skilled. What, what is the, sorry, what is the ratio of numbers to the blacks in America compared to white people in America? What's the numbers? Shit, man. That's a Google, man. You want me to Google? Right, we'll go we don't got no co-producer here. Because I'm sure they... Hold up a second. Hold up a second. Because I'm, I'm sure there's more white people in America than there are blacks, right? Um, I don't I'm know, sure man. There are more, I'm, I'm sure there are I more can't white people. I can't take so, a stance, man. I'm not, I, I don't have those numbers on that. This is, this is what but we I'm, do as human beings. This is what we do as human beings, right? We as affiliate ourselves and associate ourselves with people who we, who we can find similar, mm -hmm. right? But we base our things on our differences. Well, we should be based on our similarities... Now, the easiest thing for someone to base a similarity onto somebody is he's the same skin tone as me. So, therefore, I'm going to support him. Absolutely. Right. So, just like, what are you, Dominican or where are your people from? I, I'm American. My mother and father are born in the Dominican Republic. So, by blood, okay. I'm definitely. You're Dominican, right? Yes. So, take it, right? So, check this one out. If you saw a, a boxer coming out now and he came from the same, the same village as your mom and dad, you support him, right? Not even the village, just the country itself. I was supporting... No, uh, but even more so, if he came from the village of your parents, wouldn't you support him? I mean, I guess it would be... It would be right, uh, I'm going to be real, because that's what we do. This is human nature, right? We're not, it's got nothing to do with skin tone. What it's got to do with is that we are tribal, so we are so tribal that we grab onto to our tribal instincts to say, right, he's part of our club. But boxing like, is tribal. We supported the same football team as you, Right, the same football team as you. You say, "Ah, oh, he's my he's my guy," because he. This is how but it goes. Spence, but boxing is tribal. It's built. Of course, it is. It's built off that Puerto Rican versus Mexican, black versus Mexican, like UK yeah, versus US. Like it's it's that's what we do. Right. You know exactly. So therefore, what I'm saying. And guess what's right? the biggest rivalry, Spence? You're saying it's black versus white. The biggest rivalry. I, 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 didn't, I didn't say black versus white yet, but you knew it was the biggest rivalry. And that's all we're no, saying. No, no, brother. How the, the hell is it not? It's, bruv, bruv. The black versus white is not the biggest rivalry. 
What's what's on the highest pay per view, brother? He's a heavy, he's a he's history? a six nine white guy in the heavyweight division. Are you kidding brother. me? We're talking about the brother. heavyweight division that, that brings no, no, out the now casuals. You, now you said heavyweight division. Now you say in the heavyweight division. Yes. No. No. No, 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 I mean, no, the no. show's about Wilder. It's the heavyweight division. It's about Muhammad Ali, the heavyweight division. Of course we're talking brother, about the heavyweight brother, division. Brother. We, wasn't, we wasn't talking about the heavyweight division. You said the biggest thing that sells is black versus white. Right? When you're dealing with boxing. I said that's but, one of the rivals. Hey, oh, no, sorry, yes. sorry, but the, high, but the highest pay-per-view in boxing history is Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather. I thought it was... Right? Uh, isn't it McGregor? Who? Isn't it McGregor? Isn't it McGregor Mayweather? I'm saying boxing. That went on boxing match. I'm saying. I mean, it went on his record, Spence. But I'm not sure. I'm not saying you're wrong. Listen to me. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. But it is one of those two. Say it was Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. Say it was. Just say it was. Yeah. No. Let's say it's not. Just so you can see a white man who never fucking boxed in his life. White America believes so much that it's the second biggest pay per view in the world ever. That's what I'm telling Bro, you what white America that, is. That, why you don't want to believe me? Spence, why don't you want to believe me? That's not a... That's bro, not a bro, that, brother. The dude's from Ireland. He's from Ireland and he sold 4 million pay-per-views in America. Stop bro, it. Bro, Stop it. Of course, white America wanted... White America was dying for a white man to beat up the brash, outspoken, cocky fucking Mayweather. And he couldn't do it. That's Bravo. that's what it was. All right, all right, Bravo. all right, Spence. I agree. I, right. no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree right. with you. But what what I'm trying to say to you is that that shouldn't be the basis of the argument when looking at this thing and saying like that is a thing. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't really understand how it is for you, Black Americans, or you, Dominican Americans. It's absolutely a yourself. thing, man. I don't. I, I get what they're saying. Like, listen, right, listen, bro, bro. If you know me, you know, like, I get a lot of stick. Oh, Spencer's racist. Oh, da, da, da. oh I'm saying, like, but you want, you deserve I've it got, on this stance. You deserve it, Spence. This man had a contract and you didn't take his stance on, you didn't get his back. He had a contract. <laughs> it wilder. Don't matter if he got his. How are you saying I didn't have his back? What kind of forces are you talking about? Because you want to watch my videos. Listen, you, right, wanted the, the, you wanted AJ Fury. You announced AJ Fury. You you were on your social media, AJ Fury. You listen to me. Listen to me. You should have said, no, Wilder's not delusional. He's got a contract, but he's got to go to court. I still want AJ Fury if they can no, get wait, out of it. Wait, stop for a second. Stop for a second. My little Dominican high color friend. Let's go. Right? Let's go. I'm telling you now, love for a second. I've stated on many a times. Do what is morally right. What was morally right is that Deontay Wilder should have got a rematch. That's the moral. That's the moral thing to do. But I have to be real. I badly wanted to see Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. Reason why? Because they fought twice already uh, with with um, Fury and Wilder, and Wilder came second best in, a, in the Spence. last time badly. So therefore, I had no interest. If it was a case where like, oh, it's a close fight, I'll be the first one to be screaming out my roof, off my top of my lungs, give the man a rematch. But the thing is, whereas it's been contracted. I'm saying morally, do what's morally right. So what's morally right is that he gets a rematch. But, and now he's got the rematch. But morally didn't matter. Contractually, what okay, was then, right was to do the, the rematch. Why the only reason why it's morally right is because it was contracted anyway. I hear That's what. No, more, so listen, right. listen. Morally would have been to do what you already signed to do. 
That's all. But my point is, you were part of the whole block squad propaganda because you wanted your undisputed UK <laughs> fight because you're because like me being American, right? Still rooting for my champion to have his trilogy. You are biased as well, being UK wanting your all British no, undisputed. Let me tell you. This. Let me stop for a second. Let me tell you this. Come no, no, no. This no. is already for you. Come on. I, it's never I happened am, before. You wanted I am it. A boxing historian, number you one. Are, you are. I am a man who respects the lineage of the crown, mm. right? Especially from when black guys were not given the opportunity to fight for world titles. So then why wouldn't you ride for the black guy to have his opportunity in the contract that he gave the white guy? What are you talking about? Brother, he gave the contract. Let me tell you. I love, I love, I love, I love, I love. If it was the case where Deontay Wilder was Anthony Joshua and Anthony Joshua got beaten in the second fight and the first fight they gave a draw, which I still thought Tyson Fury won. If that was Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder was the unbeaten guy and Deontay Wilder had three of the four belts, I would be rooting for Deontay Wilder to get the shot over Anthony Joshua. They would disown and that's you. that's the God's honest truth. They, they disown you over there if you did that. The whole I, UK. We, I, this own, listen, they don't own me anyway, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm over. I mean, I wind up black America, I wind up white England, I wind up everywhere. I don't care. I speak my mind, and that's that. And I'm not, I'm not scared of nothing because God's my judge. I roll it with God, bro. So, uh, I, what else did he say here? Malik Scott brought up the uh, Lennox Lewis situation. So, so how do you disagree on that? Is this? I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree okay. with so, so him. Then, so, so then give us your reasons why he is right on this. Because you're no, the historian. Well, you're the historian. No, just am, on that part. Just on I, that. I, I am responding. No, I mean, yes, just sir. on just on that part, like as far as like the similarities between what Lennox went through and what Wilder is going through. No, there is, there is no similarities. Oh, okay. So, right, because Lennox, Lennox didn't fight a guy twice. And and demonly lose a guy twice and then went to get a shot again. There's, that's you're, the difference. You're being biased again because you're saying. No, I'm not being biased. I'm yeah, being you real. said lose to a guy twice. Wait a minute. Did wait a minute. Wait a minute. How it's, am I being biased? In my opinion, Deontay Wilder lost the first fight against Tyson Fury. I mean, but what what's it say on paper? It says a draw. All right. So then, if wait, you there, make... wait, 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 wait. It says a draw. Right? All right, but and also, is there is that, there controversy? It also said that Lennox Lewis got a draw against Evander Holyfield, but we all know that wasn't a draw. But is there controversy in that first fight? Outside, in the outside of whether or not it was a draw, what what other controversy revolves? No, nah, there was fight? no other controversy. There's no no controversy of the count. None no, no, I thought you were talking about Lennox Lewis versus Evander Holyfield, no, 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 no. and uh, all right, yeah, there was there was controversy over the count. But I'm trying to say to you, what are you meant to do as a fighter? You listen to the referee's count. All right. So but, on this long on, count thing, I'm not, I'm not really buying into it, but that's another story for another okay, day. Okay, but on paper, it was a draw. On paper, it was a draw. So the contract that Wilder gave Tyson Fury, who was overweight, out of shape, you know, I don't know, going through some really bad times, Wilder motivates him back. Gives him an opportunity. Wilder, Wilder only gave him that shot because Wilder thought he could beat him quite easily. Oh, so so you don't agree that Wilder, dis he got frustrated trying to make the AJ fight and decided no, no, to no. give Tyson Fury, who was I, down and out. Oh, excuse me. So why did he give Dylan White that same Wait, opportunity? Why so, did he give Dylan White that same so, opportunity? So, so, that opportunity to Dylan was White? Dillian White and down Dillian and White out? Hold on. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm telling you. You asked why, me a question. Why did he give Dylan White that chance? Let me answer. 
Why did he not go and answer? Let me answer, please. Go on. He didn't give Dillian White that opportunity because Dillian White was already a successful pay-per-view star. Tyson Fury, on the other hand, was 400 pounds, down and out, in depression. Oh, spare me. Spare me this nonsense. He gave Tyson Fury that shot because he thought, you know what, I'll fight Tyson Fury, knock him out, and then the British public will be on AJ's ass to say, come on, fight me. And it didn't work out that way. I mean, definitely I mean, way I mean it's funny that you say that because literally and technically, there's no way he could have known that because literally Tyson Fury was out of the ring for three years. So the British public, there's no real reason to give Deontay Wilder credit for beating up a guy that came off a three-year layoff, cocaine habit, losing weight drastically, fighting two so why did he give him a shot then? Why did he give him a shot? Because he's a good man and he wanted this man to get out of depression. This so man was this man this man wait, said he was so wait, doing wait, cocaine wait, wait, and hookers, brother. So you're telling me that Tyson Fury would rather sorry, so, Tyson Fury, John Wilder would rather help out a white man, right? Mm -hmm. Than help out a black man to earn some crust. See, and there, there's your mistake. There's your mistake, but I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna shut up. Man. No, hear me <laughs> out. Hear no, 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 you gotta hear me out. And this is why I'm going to teach you. That's your mistake, though. Wilder, hear me out. Hear me out. Wilder had already given a black man an opportunity. The same black man that was signed the matchroom, and don't cut me off so you can hear and understand. Same black man was signed the matchroom and did not get an opportunity from Anthony Joshua. Okay? That same man, that's who Wilder gave an opportunity to, right? Because they shared a common issue, which was their sick daughters so he gave one black cuban afro cuban an opportunity who was down and out and couldn't get an opportunity signed to how many promoters was hold on don't cut me off because you you're definitely wrong Luis ortiz was signed to golden boy he didn't get an opportunity with golden boy Luis ortiz was signed to matchroom he didn't get an opportunity with matchroom Luis ortiz got an opportunity with deontay wilder a black man twice twice yeah, and then who else did Wilder? Because he's showing you a pattern. I gave, you know, uh, Malik Scott an opportunity when all of you guys laughed and said, hey, that was your friend you were fighting. Maybe it was his friend, Spencer, because look at where they are today. But guess what he did for his fucking friend? Gave him an opportunity. Isn't there? You're the historian. Now give my audience a history lesson. Who's the, who's the, the famous black fighter that said, if you're my friend, give me a shot? Help me get rich. I'm paraphrasing. You give us the right quote. You give us the right because Wilder's giving. Wilder is giving his. Wilder, Wilder. No, before you answer, I'm telling you, Wilder. Wilder is giving his friends opportunities. Now you give us the history lesson. Who was the great boxer who said that? Who said that many years ago? So Joe Lewis is great for saying it, but Wilder's a dickhead for saying it. For doing it. For doing it. He's doing it. He's not saying it. He's doing it. He's doing it. He's doing it, though, right? He also gave a Mexican an opportunity, right? Didn't he give a Mexican areola an opportunity, too? It looks like he's given a lot of minorities an opportunity. The Traveler and the Gypsy, the Mexican, the Afro-Cuban, the black man. Oh, so you understand that? Oh, Why you get away okay, you okay. Get away no, you? you're right. You're right. I guess. I guess we can all twist it. I guess. No, I'm not twisting. <laughs> they get opportunity because he knows he can beat him in his mindset. You know why Dillian White didn't get an opportunity? Him and Dillian because they have something personal, 
And no, I'm, shut up, man. All right. Because the person, all right. he didn't want to break right. Dylan White because he's right. like, I don't need his headache. All right. About they had something personal. All so right. Because they had listen, something personal, listen, right, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna give you a chance listen, to eat. Listen, Spencer, you're the historian. Uh, shut up, man. You're, you're winding the, me up, man. You're, you're the historian. Listen, you're the historian. I, 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 I am. I'm if you're gonna stand, if you're gonna stand here, if you're gonna stand here and say that the probability, I'm sitting here and I'm telling you. You're talking nonsense. I'm okay. like, I'm here. Cool. And like my 15 year old daughter's here. Well, old man, right now, she's saying, Well, daddy, man. Okay, cool. Go so, on, continue. Go on, continue. So, so you're standing here telling the audience that's watching, right? It's 516 people live watching. Big people who are, who are listening. Are you saying that the probability of Dillian White defeating Wilder is higher, or is Wilder have a higher probability of defeating Dillian White? At the time, right now, right up. now, ever, right. whenever you wanted it, right it doesn't now. matter. Right, right now. now, ever, right now, ever, it will beat Deontay Wilder. <laughs> okay, so cool, he will beat him right now because you think coming off a loss, Wilder is not ready. Fine. So when no, Dillian, no, no, so, no, no, I'm saying, I'm telling you now, you've asked me a question, I've answered you. You said, do I think Dylan White could beat Deontay Wilder right now? And I'm telling you right now, I think Dylan White to beat Deontay Wilder. Okay, fine. reason why. Reason why, here's the difference. Mm -hmm. Reason why, when Dylan White got his L, what did he do? He brushed himself off and he rectified it straight away. Mm -hmm. No excuses. No, oh, it was this, it was that. Rete No, bad man thing. South London, brush myself off, come back, deal with this guy. I want my title shot. Understand. Right? He's been calling for Deontay Wilder for the longest time and it's not happened. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So, and that's that. So am I am I disturbed by that? Of course I am, because you know what? Seeing as Deontay Wilder is so loving and caring, I like to hand out shots. No, you get guys get handed out shots who he believes that it could be no because oh well his daughter's ill and uh he needs to he needs to give it so, so, no, so you're saying no, Dillian Dillian oh, oh, well that white man who's out of shape and got a coat problem. Now nah, let me give him a shot as well. Those guys get shot because he believes that it could be him. I do credit him though for fighting autism because everyone was avoiding that guy. But, I give him massive props for that one. But what but was the what? what was the threat? Who's the threat? Dillian or Ortiz? Who was the threat? Y yes, who was the threat? Dylan. Dylan's the threat. You're because being, the fight Yo, Spence, the fight hear me out. Hear me out. You're being, the fight no, happened. no, no. Dylan at the time, listen to me. I'm talking about at the time. Lewis always represented a bigger fight than 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 Dillian. Now, now all I'm saying is this. You're sitting here picking a dude that got knocked out cold two times. No disrespect, Xavier Miller's my guy, okay? But you're picking a dude that got knocked out cold two times to notoriously one of the biggest punchers in all of boxing history. And guess what? He didn't get knocked out. They threw in the towel. Like, what are you talking about? He shows you punch resistance. Bro, 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 bro. <laughs> Dylan, <laughs> I hear you, man. To me. I hear you. Uh, you're asking a question, you. and I'm telling you. No, I hear and I'm replying to it. Right? I'm, I'm replying to it. Right, I hear okay. You. But, but you, do see, you do see now why Malik Scott is saying what he's saying. Right? Like, with me giving you the... <laughs> no, I still don't get it. I don't give wow. a damn about that. Wow. Right? So, 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 Never. so let me ask Never. you. Let me ask you. Who else out here in, in boxing is given opportunities like that? Who else? Yeah. What do you mean? Giving opportunities. If they say, all right, I'm going to fight this person, you're not like, oh, I'm giving you the opportunity. It is, it is weighed favorably in their, in, their, in, their, in their favor while they give those guys the shots in the first place. Okay. What kind of... Okay, okay. So Who's giving guys these opportunities? I'm glad... Who's
Guys, it's opportunity. I'm glad you don't think that uh, what the opportunities he gave to Luis Ortiz and Tyson Fury were, were anything big. So please give me the equally dangerous opportunities that Dillian White has given uh, a fighter who needed it. Who, need, who needed it, yes. What, Joseph Parker? Didn't need it? Nah. He was, no, no, hear me out. Hear me out. Oh, 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 hold on, hold Parker. on. Joseph Parker was already Joseph Parker was already Joseph Parker was already champion. Go one at a time so we could debate. He was no, already I've gone there. So so didn't didn't when that fight was made, that was giving Joseph Parker a way back in because he just lost to AJ. No, 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 no. He already, excuse me. Here, here's the debate. Here's the debate to that. Joseph Parker was already, all right, a former WBO world champion that already. Opportunity Hold back on, in the game. my friend. It's not an opportunity. Joseph Parker was the bigger name. Dillian needed the former world champion on his Nobody resume. Nobody don't know Joseph Parker outside excuse of me, his native excuse country. Me. If no one knows him, why is he sponsored by Burger King? If no one knows him, why is He's he been... known in his country? If no one knows him, why? Right. If no one knows right. him, He's known in his country. Right. Can, we, can we debate? Can we debate? Right. Can we debate? The UK is a boxing country, my friend. Let's be real. That's why all you American fighters are quick to run sir, over to the UK sir, and get paid. Sir, if no one knows him, why was he able to negotiate 37%? 37.3 or 33.7? Remember? What, what are you talking about? How you, how against, are you, who? against who? Against Anthony Joshua. Reason, reason being is because they wanted his belt, so he came with a belt. Of all this, you can you can discuss, brother. And Billy Joe got a belt, and he, <laughs> Billy Joe had a belt, and it didn't mean shit. No, no, but Billy, listen, Billy Joe weren't fighting. Sorry, Andy Joshua wasn't fighting the world number one pound for pound fighter. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's do the all odds. right. All right. right, you have well up. You've you got, got a roll of excuses. You are one hundred and thirty million Mexicans. One in three Mexicans watch Canelo when he's fighting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's a man. He's bringing some weight. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Ness, I thought he's more intelligent than this, bro. Listen, you could, you, could, you could try and take it to the insults because it's hard for you I'm to not, defend I your argument. I understand. I understand. Listen, but you're not. I understand. <laughs> you're buying a narrative. You're buying a narrative in because you want to be browning up, brown nosing up on Wilder. And saying like, oh, but listen, this is the reason why it's compared to Ali. Do you that, know, listen, Spence? This is the whole thing. The whole thing is this, right? Mm -hmm. There is no comparison between Deontay Wilder and Muhammad Ali. I, I mean, I disagree. None. I disagree. None. I disagree. Well, but, where's the comparison? Tell but, me the comparison. But, but for me... Tell me the comparison. Okay, I mean, can we talk? Yeah, we're oh. talking, bro. <laughs> Tell me the comparison, bro. <laughs> Calm down, bro, so I can get a word. Now you're winding so up now me, today. So for me, I've said this before. Nah, people got real. I'm out, me and Nessa, we're, we're just messing around. I've man. said people this before fuck. Malik uh, Scott, man. I, honestly, I said this before Malik Scott because Wilder in the past, because uh, I have, you know, he doesn't even talk to me, right? So you think I'm brown nosing. How can I brown nose to a guy that doesn't talk to me anymore? You want him to start talking to you. No, I'm but good. If I wasn't, you do. If I, you're hurt. I mean, so I'm why, doing so what why, I'm uh, doing like I've always why, been doing it. Why is it that you still have Deontay Wilder's picture up on your on your um, your WhatsApp? He's still my favorite fighter. Right, exactly. So your brown nose it, bro. That's it. Go on, continue. You know, brown nose. Yo, so 
That's the shit that you can smell from Deontay's ass. Go I on. hear you. Continue. I hear you. Listen, I hear you. Whatever, whatever makes you comfortable. You know, whatever makes no, you on. comfortable. Oh, continue, continue. I mean, you you got me off track. I don't I don't even know what we were debating I said anymore. The comparison between Ali and Deontay Wilder, and you're saying it's because of oh, the so yes. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's because of the arbitration. I'm saying that before Malik Scott even said this, I used to say this to my audience. You know, they already, they, they, they've heard these words out of my mouth. I've been in the gym with him Bro. and watched him train. And while he trained, right, for me, and again, you may laugh this off, but this is just a boxing guy, right, that's watching a boxer. And it's like, as you're watching him, it's like, oh, wow, that resembles this, right? What what resembles this? Tell okay. me what resembles Ali. When Ali would train, remember when they would, you would, there's footage of him in black and white and he's, first of all, there's footage of him running with the boots and shit, look crazy. It's like running in Big Bear with boots. But in that same clip or, or documentary that you see, he's in Big Bear, he's in the gym, and as he's shadow boxing or doing the pad work, he's talking, you know? And that well, is what that, Wilder Don't Floyd do that. Bloody no, di different. Totally, oh, that's the totally different. Totally different. You don't go to the gyms too regular then, because most I mean, fighters are doing that. I mean, I, I, I've what been, kind of I've been at every what? elite level uh, gym that there is, from Keller Plant to Floyd Mayweather, uh, Manny Pacquiao, Canelo. Uh, I mean, that is the comparison. Everybody, Earl Spence. The, give me a level comparison, because that one. No, was but that's me. just small. Listen, but it, again, I told you you would laugh. That was for yeah. me. That was for yeah. me. Now yeah, remember. Now remember. Now remember. At the time, at the time that I'm witnessing this, though, right? This is before the loss, right? So regardless of how you and others felt, right? Because there's a lot of people that felt like, oh, he's not skilled, but he was getting it done. And here I am oh. watching it, and I'm like, okay, wow, he's getting it done. And look, he's so confident, just like Ali, you know. So obviously he lost. That Obviously, he lost. Guess like what? He lost just like Ali, too. What are you talking about? He lost. Ali never ever got stopped. Mm, no, and neither did Wilder. Apart neither from, did Wilder. Apart You're a historian. That's not a stoppage. Apart, apart You're a historian. That's not a stoppage. 1980 fight with Larry Holmes when Angel Ali pulled him out in the 11th round. But guess right? what? Guess what Ali did that Wilder never wanted to do? What? Ali quit. He took. Remember. Ali quit. You're the historian. Tell my audience what. Tell my. Ali don't never you ever quit? Don't when you? Quit? Don't you shake your head? No. You tell when my. Did Ali quit. You, Ali never ever quit in his you, life. Listen to me. Let me finish, and you tell the truth. You tell my audience right now what he told Angelo Dundee in the fight. What he what what he say to him in the fight? What he say? Don't you fucking you smile. You know what I'm talking. Oh, are you talking are you about? Are you talking nice? about? Huh. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You know what, what I'm talking, talking about. about. What fight are we talking about? Tell my audience, Spence. You're the historian, not me. You know. You, there's only one fight Ali turned over, in the, sitting in his stool, and he told his fucking infamous, his famous trainer, Angelo Dundee, what are the words he told him? And why didn't the fight get stopped, Spence? Don't lie. Don't well, lie. I'm not a historian, well, but I know. Well, I'm going to deal with you now. Let me deal, deal with, with me. Now. Deal with me. Right? Let's go. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, my little high-colored Dominican <laughs> I got him, y'all! I got him! No, you ain't got me. Yeah. No, How can you tell the rest of well, Ali wanted to quit. He wanted to quit. He Obviously said the words. Quit. He said the words. No, he, he never. No, he never. 
Right. You're saying like, no, Ingeva, you said he wanted to quit. You want me to, I'm going to have to Google Dundee's quotes. You want me to You're going to have to. You're going to have to. Because you never quit. That's the whole point. You could have wanted to, but you never quit. Why didn't he quit, Spence? Because Joe Frazier's corner pulled Joe Frazier out of the fight. First. Because they pulled him out first. Angelo Dundee. Angelo Dundee in panic. He said, no, don't. You got him. Nah, if, if they don't bro, see that motherfucker, if they don't bro, see, yo, listen, you, bro, you, you can bro, see, listen, you listen, 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 bro, listen, you're listen, 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 you can say whatever you want, but you mad, you can say whatever you want, but you mad, because that's what happened, he wanted that's to quit, that's what happened, bro, he said, cut the gloves, nah, bro, they like, they like to talk about this, to, to bring this into the level, oh my God, you know what Wilder told Breland, you're fired, I told you, I told you I'll never quit. I told you bro, I'll never quit. Bro, I told you bro, I'll never quit. Spare me from your fantasy conversations, man. Spare me from it. And we say, Ali went out of the fight. Ali quit. You're taking liberties. You're, Ali never you are, quit. You are Ali the... Was a man that was prepared Spence, to die in the ring. Spence, you're the historian. You're the, I want you to tell my audience the words. Tell my audience the words, because you're the historians. Don't don't have me sit here like I'm making it up. What did, what did what did Ali what did Ali tell Dundee? I'm the historian, so why are you arguing what I'm telling around? Because to you? you're going in circles. You don't want to say the phrase. Say the phrase. It's infamous. Why are you acting like it's not? Not infamous. <laughs> I I believe I ain't believing that rubbish. Okay. That Ali Quit. Oh, oh, okay. You know, you know what I'm not gonna believe? You know what I'm not gonna believe? I'm not gonna believe I'm gonna believe what I can see. And what I seen was Wilder say, uh-uh, don't why you fucking do the towel? Yeah, yeah. One second, one second. Well, what does that got to do with the comparison between Ali and Wilder? Because if that's the case of your argument, then okay, then then Ali, then Ali is a quitter in your eyes. No, that's what you're saying. No, no. That's a disrespect that you're trying to no, say. No, I'm not saying that. Ali because he quit. I'm, I'm not saying, saying that. I'm just saying, showing oh, you he yeah, Maybe he did want out, but he didn't go out, though, did he? He didn't go out. <laughs> That's the whole point. His trainer saved him. His tra- How did his trainer save him? He willed him to the finish line. He wa- he you said, cut- listen to me. He said, cut the gloves. His trainer said no. It was enough time for them to realize that Joe Frazier quit. Stop it, Spence. Nah, bro, bro, All right, bro, man. Joe All right, bro, bro, the world... The world, this is where you're wrong again. The world's so seen the documentary Quentin. Joe Frazier was trained by Yank Durham. Yank Durham died, and it was Eddie Futch, the late, great Eddie Futch, that was the one that said, you know what, not tonight, son. Let's leave it. All right. Because he so was the trainer, up and Again, in boxing, so, in boxing, so the trainer tra- always it, saves the fighter. In boxing, yeah, the trainer, trainer always saves him. Bo- and one trainer didn't. But what I'm trying to say to you, never ever let me hear that come out of your mouth again. I'll be on the first flight out to America to punch you in the face. Did Ali that- say it or not? Did Ali say it or not? Did he say cut the gloves? Because you can't fight with your gloves cut. Bro, bro. I don't know where he said it. All right. All right. All I just right. believe that that's 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 kind of like uh, uh, some folklore. No, I understand. I understand. But, but Spence, understand that here's the next comparison to Wilder and Ali, right? Can you think? of another heavyweight in American history not named Muhammad Ali, whose fans or people, because you are the people defending you. You said you want to fly to America to punch me in the face because I'm telling the truth about what that man said in the ring. Now, 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 now,
guess who has that? Guess who has the same type of fans that that, that want to punch you because you wanted a, a a trilogy with two Brits, Deontay Wilder. You can't name another. No, you can't no, name another no fighter that has fans that radical. Not even uh, Pacquiao. I mean, maybe Pacquiao. Maybe Pacquiao. Live in America, bro. So I don't know that. It reaches you over there. What are you talking about? I don't know that, bro. Spence, what are you telling me? You're I'm on, in America. If I was in America, you're I on this you, show. You're saying, Spence, you you're on this show. Fight. You're on this show today because his buzz reaches you over there. You you no, called I'm me. I'm on, show, I'm on. No, no. I'm on. I'm on the show. To, listen, I'm on the show today because, because I had a video yesterday on IFL, and I said, you know what? Let me air my opinion again to my guy Ness. And that's because what I'm I know saying. You sent me a message. You said, yeah, Spence. But Ray. His I said, no, buzz. I'm jumping. You said, but that's what I'm telling you. His buzz reached you in another country and got you talking. No, but his <laughs> any fire, American fire, will get the buzz. If you're a former world champ and you're a former heavyweight champ at that, your buzz is going to reach me anyway. Why? Because I, it's my job. It's my job to be checking up on boxing, right? Jermaine Franklin ain't reached you. You ain't got no news to tell me about Jermaine Franklin today. Who the hell is he? <laughs> Another American heavyweight. The only other, the only other American heavyweight. The only other American heavyweight you know is Michael Hunter, man. You don't know nobody else. Come on, uh, Michael. I don't even know him. Who the hell was he? I don't even know you him. Know I know Hunter. Pops. You know his Hunter. pops could fight. I don't know this guy, Michael Hunter. I don't know him. But I know his pops. Yeah, man. Listen. Yeah, well, go on. The next comparison. What's the next comparison? No, nah, I mean, I think that's I think that's enough right there, man. It's it's what he nah, stands for. No. Bro, seriously, hear what I'm saying to you, yeah? That's what he there stands for. There is no for. comparison. I find that highly disrespectful because, let me tell you this, you could drop Ali anywhere in the world mm -hmm. and he would be recognized and be known, right? Unfortunately, no one don't know John Taylor Wilder. Yeah, like. but you couldn't drop Ali anywhere oh. in the world, like, you know, like back in you the could, day uh, like that. Uh, what? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Ali was different the most times. famous face different on the times. planet. Different times, though. You know, he he had, he got the promotion. He got, he got the promotion. He got the promotion. Yeah, it would, because he got the promotion that, that Wilder didn't receive. You know, Wilder hasn't received that type of, remember, Wilder, even as a bronze medalist. Think about, listen, Spencer, you're, you're honestly not looking at this objectively. Honestly, right? You gotta understand. You, 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 you're not. You, you, you're really, truly not. You don't see how inspiring it is for Black America, right? You got a guy in a Budweiser truck, right? Walks into a gym and says, "Get me a fight. My daughter has spina bifida. I don't even have to fucking pronounce it. I need a fight. Yeah, it correctly. I, I need a fight." He says, "They see more in him, right?" He becomes a bronze medalist, right? Incredible. Cool. Incredible. Cool. cool. Where was America to build their future champion? There wasn't. Guess what he did? Started fighting in supermarkets in Alabama. You guys don't understand. Of course, he feels like I've been fighting all my life to get here, and you want to take my trilogy from me and silence me. You just don't see it because you went. Maybe it's because you're not American. I'm sorry. Maybe yeah, yeah. maybe you don't, don't see his struggle. Maybe you don't no, see don't his struggle. But, him, but I African. see I see every fucking hurdle he had to jump over. He think about the crop of fighters 
That he's the biggest name in that 2008 Olympics, but you guys say he's a bum. Andre, who's so skilled. No, no, let me finish because I'm generalizing. You, not just you. Andre, who's so skilled, can't sell fucking fuck all. Gary Russell, who is he, right? You tell me who else in 08 is popping like Wilder. Nobody, but they shit on him. You tell me, you tell me who else in 08 Olympians has 10 title defenses. No one. Who has his who has his who has his knockout ratio? No one. Who's made the amount of money as him? No one. And 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 in that 2008, have any of them been on pay-per-view? No. Nope. So 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 how is it that this man is so bad? Every chance they get, every chance they get, he's he's not good. He's not good, but but he did all of that. That's why Black America's behind him. Because how the fuck, how the fuck they saying you not good, but you did you shit. Well, I could get out my Budweiser truck. Guess what, Spence? And guess here's here's another reason why I back Wilder, because he was a Budweiser truck driver. I was an eighteen wheeler truck driver up and down America. You know. Up and down America. So he is showing you that you can be just like right. me and become that's, the heavyweight champion of the world and have the green belt, have the green belt that has Muhammad Ali's face. No, 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 no. Because you said, you said what else? You said what else? You said what else? I'm telling you what else. He's got the belt that Ali wore with the face of Ali. He's got that belt. Okay. Okay. Right? Because there's not a lot of people can do that. It's not a lot after of people that can do your, that. After hearing all of your spill, you know what? You've actually kind of converted me a little bit more towards Deontay Wilder. I mean, it's just right? the truth. No, it's... no, no, no. You know why? You know why? Because unfortunately, we hear from the pro Wilder supporters and they're basing everything on color, which I can't do. I'm sorry. I'm just mm-hmm. going to be real. It's right? more than that. I can't... No, right, but no, no, but hearing your side, and especially Deontay Wilder, I don't speak to you. Deontay, if you're listening to this, or some of you guys, talk back to Ness, because Ness loves you, man. You know, he but don't I'm fuck just... with you either. Who? Huh? You and you me what? in the same boat, he don't fuck with you either. You know he don't fuck with you. No, nah, but you don't, don't, don't listen to me, but I don't care about that. I know, There's but what different... I'm saying is, even if he's listening, he ain't going to listen to you saying, call me, is nah, what I'm trying to say. Nah, but... And you know what? The reason why you don't fuck with me, because I'm I'm telling you the truth on certain things. Mm. Whether, because, and that's the truth. I'm not no yes man. But what I am saying is this, and keeping it 100. Since seeing the work that he started doing with Malik Scott, the technical work, I've been I've been impressed. He I ain't gonna lie better. to you. He looks right? better. Right, I've been impressed. But also in saying that, like I'm saying, I've been impressed. More so because it seems like he's listening now and he's let down, He's he's open to learn now. Before it didn't seem like he's open to learn. Right? Wow. Well, he could turn up, he could just turn up and say he wants to go do his own thing. So maybe it's because I've been pestering him for ages to say, like, right, you need to bring your technical porous up. He's a gifted puncher. He ain't brought that, and he's athletic as well, but he ain't brought nothing to the table. He ain't to the stylistic eye of what I know of the years, the 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 you know I mean the decades of studying boxing, knowing that, nah, bro, you do certain things wrong. Well, I'll tell you this, they're taking a page out of Mayweather's book. They started training yesterday at uh, 12.45 Central, which makes it 1.45 Eastern, which makes it somewhere around like 11 West Coast, which is Las Vegas time, you know? And, Vegas, and Floyd always trained at night because you fight at night, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I am saying is this. 
I'm not too confident in Tyson Fury beating Deontay Wilder in this fight, you know. Why? Because he's out partying in Miami with his family? Nah, nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with that. It's because Deontay Wilder can punch like nobody's business and now he's learning technical things and because the fight was in grasp of happening between him and Anthony Joshua and then, it, then it's failed, I'm saying sometimes we could be looking at potential banana skins here. That's what I'm saying. So you're right? saying possibly Fury can't get back up for this fight because he was looking no, no, forward no, no, to a case, bigger yeah, fight. No, it's not the case like him being up for it. It's not even the case of that. It's the fact that Deontay Wilder will be so driven in this fight knowing what's on this one. Like, you ain't got no more excuses that he's going to fight his heart out. And that's what I want him to do. Win, lose, or draw. Just fight your heart out. That's all I want you to do. I agree. I want to play some audio here for you because... Uh... <laughs> Woo! What they sleep? We work! Mm, that was 12.45 a.m., you know? He's letting y'all know. While they sleeping, we working. So you definitely bro, have a, a man focused. It's focused. See, you don't see all of that, man. Spence, you don't see all that because your your UK bro, bias is your UK bias, man. I'm telling you, you it's can't see not, it. It's not, it's not, bro. It's not UK biased, right? Listen, you guys. Listen, if he was in the UK, you would be you. He would be the greatest heavyweight you've ever had, even with Joshua and Fury there, because of you. Are you? You, you would be saying. Are you Listen, what? you would be here like, yo, get this guy on, mate. Get this guy on. He's from the roads. He's from the roads. Bruh, you would have been telling us. Would be greater than Lennox Lewis? Yes. You're an idiot. I'm going into this conversation Bruh. now. Lennox is idiot. a declarated amateur. You're not seeing the comparison. If they were both. Hold on a Shut minute. Up. Hold on. If they were both UK and Wilder did it exactly how he did it here, a fucking late start, still gets a bronze medalist. What the hell are you talking about? Lewis, Lennox you're Lewis is a declarated amateur. What are you talking about? Oh, you're, man. You're an idiot. All right, so someone who was bred for the sport. Hold on. So someone who was bred for the sport. beat you on experience. You're an idiot. Oh, man. How the hell could Deontay oh, if he was in the UK, be greater than Lennox Lewis? It would be a you greater are. story. It would be a greater achievement. Oh, uh, you're Oh, you know what? Oh, you're an idiot. I've, Come I've given on. You it would be a greater story. Now, now you you would be crap. telling me how he came from the roads, how he did it on his own, how he's been <laughs> fighting in little... <laughs> yeah, you'd be telling me all that, how he's been he's been fighting Quiet. in little club shows and he's gotten himself to this level. He doesn't have the oh. backing. He's not a he's not a gold oh, medalist like Anthony. He's not uh, like uh, a fury. You know, yeah, you would be selling him just like you sold Anthony Bro. Yard. Just like you sold Yard. What's the difference between Wilder and Yard? I'll tell you what's the difference. That Wilder with his limited... I'll tell you what's the difference between Wilder and Yard. I'm in house and I'm shouting like I can hear Yes, mommy. I'll tell you what's the difference between Anthony Yard, who's from the roads, right? With Tundi Ajayi, your co-host. And and Wilder. That Wilder, he actually leveled up. He actually got the medal. He actually got the belt. He actually defended it 10 times. You know You're that. You're trying to say if if Deontay Wilder is from the UK, mm -hmm. that people in the UK would say that they would he support him is tremendously. Yeah, they, maybe they would support him. Way I'm more than they did Lewis because he was Canadian. They no, would support him more because Lewis listen, was Canadian. Listen, you're losing listen, this argument. You're losing this no, argument. No, you're, no, you're talking so much rubbish. Lennox you're was Canadian. Listen, he was Canadian. 
He wasn't Canadian. Canadian. He was born in the UK. He went to Canada when he was 12. I'm going to screen share his box right. His no, no, I have to talk. Let me I'm, talk. Because his mother went to Canada to work. And then his mom sent for him to come out there. How the hell does that make him not British? He's British. You Canadian. know what I mean? But just like myself, he's of Jamaican descent. Canadian. And just like myself, we don't really pledge allegiance to the crown. Because we don't. Where, because where, we know that we know, we know that we're from parents who were immigrants. Where was his so first passport, Spence? His passport was British. Lennox Lewis' passport was British. He's the born, first one? Born in, yeah, Lennox Lewis is British, my friend. Okay. But what I'm trying to say is just how dumb you are to think like if Deontay Wilder was in the UK, I'm gonna put this on my YouTube, I'm gonna put this on my on my on my Insta as well to make the whole world laugh at me. <laughs> Stupid idiot. You mad. You, how many, you how many, how many, how many amateur fights did Lennox idiot. have? How many amateur fights did Lennox have? He had a bag of amateur fights, oh, but he had loads. Oh, oh, okay. He had loads. Okay, he had loads. Okay. But let me tell you this. So, so, so if why do you, Wilder, so why do you praise Wilder, Anthony Yard, but not Wilder? Wilder. I, I'm lost here. I'm lost if here. If Deontay Wilder was in the UK, right? Uh -huh. In the UK, we respect. Boxing technique, it seems we respect boxing technique more. Yo, you trying try desperately not to say just yes. trying to grab on a guy. And that's who you're bruh, doing. Bruh, bruh, note, you're, you're the main supporter of Anthony Yard. You know what's the difference between Anthony Yard and, and, and Deontay Wilder? That Wilder actually got a world title and a, and a medal at the Olympics. They oh, both started late. They both they both started late. They both started late. They yes, both from the same yes, place. But yes, you back one yes. guy and not the other. I guess it's because he's no, got UK no, no, blood. No, no, I back I back one guy because he's like my little nephew. Exactly, he's got that UK and blood. God sees me, it's Uncle Spence. He got that and UK blood. And also, my my link with Tundi Ajay because Tundi's my guy. He got that UK you know blood. So, so that's the reason why I'm gonna back Andy right. Yard. You mean? But when how can I, but how can you say his achievements are great? He, Tundi, Annie Yard, who else was it? O'Hara Davis, we went bowling. We went bowling, it was like a big thing. We went bowling. When we went bowling to play bowls, when we're there, Annie Yard's little sister I've never met, she's saying, look, that's Uncle Spence. He's my uncle, says so your uncle. So off of that, that's the kind of love that we have. Well, right? well, well how can it's you big up thing. Anthony Yard then and not praise Wilder? How can you big up Anthony Yard for having limited, limited amateur skills, right? Limited amateur far, background, for getting in the pros, this should, this interview should be over because you've lost it's credibility. Make sure I'm you do post this because you've lost yeah, credibility. You're saying a dude that is a one-time title challenger and was knocked out is equivalent is equivalent superior to Deontay Wilder. Does it matter if his skills are technically better than Wilder's if he hasn't been able to accomplish what Wilder accomplished? Not in the he amateurs will, or the will. pros. Just be patient. He will. Okay. He will. Okay. So you so you believe in Anthony Yard. But you don't believe in Deontay Wilder. I've got to you're see showing your bias. You're showing your bias, brother. No, no yes, of because I am. the proof is in the pudding. One man already, one man already Andy's showed you. Listen, taken. listen. Of one man, listen. But this is what I'm trying to tell you. One man already showed you. Hey, guess what, Spence? I could become a world champion. Guess what, Spence? I could defend it ten times. Guess what? I went to the amateurs with limited amateur skills yeah, and, 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 and background, and I still got a bronze. I respect Deontay Wilder for doing that. Bro. I don't think you do. I don't think you do. You <laughs> diminish it. You diminish nah. it along with 99% of the boxing public, 
And that's why this, you don't understand that what they're saying with this Ali thing, it's a metaphor, you know, of how Ali went through what he went through and what oh, Wilder no, is going through. No, Look, he, Wilder had a, he had to deal with this. He had to deal with guys like you. He had to deal with guys like you. He, he probably is looking in the mirror like, why isn't Spence backing me knowing I got a contract? Knowing, knowing, yeah, Wilder probably looked in the mirror like, why isn't Spence backing me knowing I got a contract? Wilder is waiting for I say. He don't care what I say. I mean, he definitely has given an opinion on videos on you and Johnny Nelson, so he does care what y'all say, especially being men of color. To me. Especially to me. being men of but color. Don't lie. People don't might lie. Give opinions because Johnny Nelson said that he got knocked out in the gym by Klitschko. Yeah. Right? A lot and of, you, a lot of you UK guys made that up. I was, sat, I was sat there at the time with Johnny Nelson, mm -hmm. and then he just went off on one. Right? Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah, but that we all knew that was a lie. Klitschko never admitted to that. There's no, never been footage. It's never been footage. Go to Johnny Nelson. Johnny Nelson's... Wait, did Dylan White even say that Deontay Wilder got knocked out by Klitschko? The, you want me to believe his nemesis? That, no, that, no, no, that, no. That's, that's said, credible. That's the, a credible Dylan witness. White told me that off record, and he said it on, he said it on record Spence, to the public. Spence, told me off record. How, many people, how many people told you off record that Rivas tested positive? Yeah. Ah, all right then. All right different, then. Different, so, different. so people, listen, 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 no, listen, listen, I'm listen. just showing different. you. I'm, I'm showing you, you that people can tell is... you something and it's not true. That's nah, what I'm telling the you. The difference is, I'm sure. ready for you. The sure. difference is, Dylan White told me personally. Dylan White said, "The kid I've known since he's 16 years old. He's got no reason to lie." And one thing about Dylan White, you know, he's not a liar. Not a liar. If Dylan White told you something, he's telling you. He said, "Yeah, of course he got knocked out. He's dead." Did you the glove fit? What? Did the glove fit? What glove? OJ Simpsons. Did the glove fit? Yeah. It didn't fit. Bro, so they, it didn't fit. So they, they acquit, they right? OJ Simpsons clock. He should Yo, go to jail, bro. Now my man, now my man Dillian, did he have something in his system? When? Whenever. When? When did he have something in his system? When when the well, when, when 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 Usada when Usada said he did, <laughs> he was banned by the British Board of Control because he had some substance in him, All right. which he took from a drink, and right. he got he got like a two year ban. Or and something, that's fine, right? and that's fine. But he had something right. in the system, right? Right. Yeah. Well, that was like nearly a decade ago. Okay. Yeah, and then in the Riva situation, did he have something in the system? Obviously not. No. No, he did. Obviously, it not, just was contaminated. No. Huh? No, 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 no. Because if he did, he would have got banned. So you're saying that he didn't have the substances that they say he had. Obviously Usada. not. He did, he banned. <laughs> you know, you know that's not true. We both know that what he did was use Vada. Right, and the argument that Vada was simultaneously testing and he was coming up clean for Vada, they never tested the B sample. Um, and it took I don't know how long, but you backed that black man that time, uh, of course. I'm gonna back Dylan White, he's my guy, of course. You pick and choose, you're biased, no, exactly. exactly. I pick and choose my bias, exactly. Exactly, Dylan White's my guy. So, so then, why would you agree that Wilder resembles Ali? You're showing your bias. Dylan White's your guy. No comparison. How, how could you, how could you see it? If you could never see it. My friend. For black folks, not just verbally, right? 
he did for black folks at the time of the civil rights movement. So don't, there's no comparison. End of. None whatsoever. And on that note, my high-colored Dominican friend, I'm going to leave this be because I've got things to go do. And I'm in my mom's house shouting. I whooped you, that's why. Tell them. Tell them in the chat I whooped them. You didn't whoop nothing. You did, but you whoop. You're an idiot. But you whoop, you whoop me. You're an idiot. You Yo, I mean? put and the like pressure on Spence, you. man. We need a sponsorship. Put the pressure on Spencer Ferron. He got seven years telling us he's going to sponsor us. Meanwhile, MTK oh, throwing money around, man. Look, one second. We one need second, that MTK. Can I get an MTK not, shirt at least? Can I yeah, at least get you, wait, maybe one a coffee second, mug? Coffee one second. Mug. This, have you not received sponsorship for the last show that you did from me? Yes or no? From... From No Label. No Labels. That's the company that No I Label sponsored me. I, Spencer Ferron and MTK didn't sponsor me. No Label Once, sponsored me. You're trying to be smart. You're trying to be smart and use the semantics. If I am the head of No Label Sports and you got sponsored, did I not sponsor you? Did I not take money out of my own It wasn't pocket? long term. It wasn't long term sponsorship, myself, man. Myself and my guy, Rob Stanley, who have to big up, we paid you cash. Grateful. And then you're coming again now telling me, oh, well, MTK should throw me some money. Or da, 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 da. That's ungrateful, bro. And why is it that me, this little black guy from the UK, is sponsoring your lot show? And because... it, wasn't little, it was thousands of dollars I sent out to you guys. <laughs> because you are a good man, but you're just clou- your judgment is clouded. Your judgment is clouded on this one. On this, Shut up. you can't see. Yo, listen, you can't gonna, see past your Dylan White bias. You, <laughs> All right, brother, bro, take it easy, man. You put me on the spot. But big up everyone who's tuning into the show. Big up Ness, even though Ness has got whooped mindset, and his <laughs> game is. Let me just talk over everybody so you can't get to, to say your point. Not but true. it's all good. It's all love because at the end of the day, this high color Dominica man is still begging me for money. Oh, begging! Thank you. Wow, out, he, he wants the last <laughs> word. He said begging. I love it. All right, Spence. Thank you again. Ooh. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Spencer Fearon, uh, live on the show. Um, we're going to go to these phone calls and answer all these super chats. Apologies, obviously, for the partial break in the show and not being able to get to those super chats because of the uh, spontaneous interview with Spencer Fearon. You know, um, I did not plan on having them on. Um, this topic is just getting under people's skin. They do not like the comparison. But... uh. Don't type when you can Skype. Join us on Skype, add Nestor Gibbs. You can also call the phone number 1425-569-5241. Press 1 uh, one time to voice your opinion on the Voice of the People hotline. And uh, yeah, man, let's rock and roll. Damn, I might have to go to fucking Miami for real. Shit is getting crazy. Yo, why would Floyd fight? It gets so crazy. Ah! All right. Um, where's the first super chat? Let's see. Who's up? Who's up? Uh, uh, uh. Hit that thumbs up button. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. First super chat this morning from Karma Sir says, good morning. Good morning. Ness, happy late birthday. Hashtag 40s club. You already know. We out here. We we still ticking, man. We doing it. We doing it, man. Yo, um, we get into the next one. Karma is from California, so shout out. I think it's Ontario. Shout out everybody on Ontario. Um, 
And now I got to answer a quick Patreon message. After this message, in the meantime, we're going to go scooting, scooting. Who's next on the Super Chat? Looks like Louisville Slugger. Louisville Slugger. Good morning. Uh, I remember when I thought that that still for like Las Vegas and shit. But uh, he says, um, Wilder, a living legend. Time to shock the world. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, I mean, look, it's hard for us truly, right? Like, I, I guess we would have needed, like, an older person, man, you know? I wonder if, uh, is that, look, you know, you know, you know, Ronnie is not old enough. We need someone a little older, man. That's why Nazim Richardson was good, man. Rest in peace, Nazim, man. He was a good historian. We need we need a person that's older that can tell us. And it's it's probably never gonna be a good a good comparison because I mean those times were definitely completely different from these times. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, you know. A lot worse. Not, you know, just a lot worse. For people of color, so Ali saying the things that he said at that time are always going to be, like, memorable in life, man. But uh, what is this? Eliza, right, says Malik Scott was trying to say Wilder is the closest to Michael Grant. Dang, disrespectful. Not going through it. Y'all going y'all coming for the guys, huh? All right. Who's next? Who's next? One four two five five six nine fifty two forty one. Sony Wood said, "Doesn't mean the same thing." Have we forgotten? And Tommy Morrison, what? What the hell? Doesn't mean the same thing. Have we forgotten? And Tommy Morrison, I have no clue, no clue. Oh, 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 well, he means, uh, does he mean that uh, the Great White Hope doesn't mean the same thing it used to? Have we forgotten Tommy Morrison? Um, but no, I mean, shit, look at all the clout Morrison got, you know what I'm saying? Even his son is getting clout right now. That's how it is. Like, he's a name in the sport. Shit. That dude, uh, what was my man named from Rocky? That He was, bruh, Tommy Morrison played him and that was like based off him and shit. Rocky wrote that character for him. Uh, we got Dog215 or DOG215. He says, do travelers get harassed at the airport? <laughs> Word is born. Word is born. All pulled over. You know what I'm saying? Consistently fucking searched. Come on. But it is what it is, bro. Spence, I don't know. He's got the UK bias. I mean, it is what it is. It's always going to be like that. Punch Drunk Boxing says, Spencer Fearon is absolutely on point. Wilder versus Fury has nothing to do with race. We Americans tend to bring up race when it's not even an issue. It's gotten to the point where we're creating issues. Nah. Nah. Nah, boxing is definitely built on race. Like, oh, it's, 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 yes. <laughs> why, why does Bob prefer a Mexican in the fight? I mean, it, 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 there's a reason, you know what I mean? 
Uh, let's see. And 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 look at the promotion that Vasil Lomachenko would receive, you know? Um, so let's be real. Going, let's see who's next. All right. Uh-oh, punch back with another one that says Heavyweight Undisputed is a re is a fight Ali real boxing fans should have vouched for. Undisputed is the most precious crown of all sport. Trilogy only good for Wilder. Oh man, another dude telling Wilder. Y'all tripping. See, this is what I'm saying. Y'all don't know what to defend. I defend the contract, man. I defend the contract and everything that it stood for. For real. I gave you an opportunity. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. I wonder if this is going to go down. Let me contact my peoples. I forgot. We might get um a, a little interview on today. Little secret interview. Let me see here. All right. Hold on. Hold on. All right. So, looks like they will be calling us. So, I just need the... Uh, number or the area code to know when he calls in and it looks like we're all set according to Brandon who is in communication with the president of the IBF Daryl Daryl Peoples I said that right right I know I messed up that name before but I believe it's Daryl Peoples, the president of IBF. So I want to get him on. You know, we haven't had an opportunity to talk to him. And obviously, you know, most of you have watched my interview with the president of the WBA, which uh, went boxing viral. You know, it would be good if it went real viral. Get me a little million views on that so I get some new subs. But, uh, you know, where he was uh, letting us know that the good old WBA might be around the waist of Manny Pacquiao the way I told you it would. But Jordan Baker in Florida says, Dillian White, the guy that ducked Luis Ortiz is 10 times the boxer that White would ever be. Ortiz was the most dangerous fight in the heavyweight division when he fought him. LV Slugger says, Wilder will sleep White in one round. Hashtag two time. Yeah, I, I'm shocked that he thinks that the probability... Um, of <laughs> White winning is higher than Wilder winning against each other. They're like, wow. I thought that was like common knowledge. I'm I'm sure the betting line will show that though. You know, and then all the haters, they won't have anything to say when, when White is like a fucking five to one underdog. We got Alexander Wilson that says, Ali went to Lebanon in 1980 to help release American hostages. What? Has Wilder done that is comparable uh, comparable to that? Uh, I mean, probably not comparable to that, but remember that um, Wilder was in the march in Chicago, I believe it was, and Wilder also was part of, uh, uh, 
man, I don't, ah, uh, man, what, I'm about to mess this up. Remember, I know a lot of people didn't like it, but he was part of something to do with the with, with Donald Trump and like Jack Johnson, remember? I think it was like an expungement or I don't know, something. Y'all know I'm I'm doing a horrible job right now of telling you. But he has been doing, right? It's not like and 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 you know, it's it's there. It's 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 documented. So um he didn't have to though, right? And there are other champions that don't do in any division. There are other champions that don't say any of the stuff that he says. So, you know, again, to diminish it and say, well, he, well, he, what he's doing isn't as great as this. It's like, okay, cool, cool. He maybe, he, you know, it's not comparable to Ali in your, in your opinion, but uh, is there someone else doing it? Because if you can't find another, you know, A, heavyweight, B, a dominant one, C, outspoken, D, consistently talking about racial politics and topics, then why isn't he the most comfortable? <laughs> you know? I mean, I don't see Mike Polite Coffee doing it, or Cassius Cheney, or Jermaine Franklin, or Michael Hunter, or Jerry Forrest. Like, there are dozens of American black heavyweights that do not take their platform to do or say any of the shit that Wilder says. But because you're uh, naturally a hater and that's the easiest thing to do, people are misinterpreting, they're misinterpreting and they, they, they want to, you know, latch on to uh, technique, like the technical or the literal words. Like it's, he said in the audio, closest thing to resemble, resemble. And now again, I don't see Earl doing it. I don't see Crawford doing it. You know, I do not see Crawford on any platform. You know, not when he accepted his Epsi, his Epsi or whatever it's fucking called from ESPN. Not when he undisputed. You know, I've never seen any of these other dudes. Not the Charlos. Not Andre. None of them have ever took their platform or time out of their life to do anything political in the name of black people. But while at least we've seen him marching with his wife, you know, at least we've seen him take a stand in the media, went viral. I mean, there's there's stuff out there. Like, I, I just don't get it. A lot of hatred, though. But we'll keep moving. I love it. Bowen Bama says, I have more respect for Spencer before this interview. Needless to say, I've lost all respect for him. He got to be drunk. All right. All right, all right. Um, Jay Lewis says, Ness, get... No, Ness got jealous because he seen Wilder paint Malik's nails. Nail emoji, laughing out loud emoji. Okay. Hmm. Showkid says, this UK clown don't know or represent African Americans, period. This is like asking a Chinese dude about Korea, Ness. This is offensive clown talk. Hmm. Well, that touched the nerve, huh? We're going to go to these calls. We're just getting to these super chats. Uh, we got the brotherhood that says, yo, what daddy you paying? What? No. 
Is he trying? Okay, shut. Oh, okay, he's trying to say shut the hef up, Spencer. Your white daddy. This dude, <laughs> YouTube don't let him put none of those words, so he created his own thing to say, uh, shut the hell up, Spencer. Your white daddy paying you well. Funny. Um, let's go, let's go, let's go. You see how he got he got it. Anyway, let's go, let's go, let's go. Who's next? We got Jaguar Paul. Jaguar Paul says, Ness. It sounds like somebody loaded their glove and punched you in the head. Hurt head emoji with the hammer. Yo, what are you talking about? What else? What else? Who else is up, man? What we got? 10.38. So a few minutes before we get the president of the IBF on the show. I cannot wait. I'm excited. Shout out to Brandon in Houston. Got that. He secured that. Jay Lewis back with another one. He says, Wilder better than Lennox? Spence, I will pay you for your fight to slap this guy. Laughing out loud emoji. Um, you, see how, you see how they misquote you? See how they misquote you? I never said Wilder's better than Lennox. You see? That's, that's the misquote right there because that's what y'all need to do. Y'all need to twist and turn it. But it's all right with me. It's all right with me. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. Yo, hit that thumbs up button. Don't forget to subscribe. Let me see where we at, man. Did we get to my 120,000? Freaking bullshit. We are at 119,000. And I can't find my drum roll, 19,047. So we're on our way to 120, but it's definitely not 120,000 yet. So tell a friend to tell a friend that uh, they should subscribe to the YouTube channel for daily morning boxing talk. We're definitely talking boxing. We're definitely the breakfast club of boxing. And we try to do as many interviews as possible. Hopefully now with Brandon playing uh, co-producer to set specifically only the interviews up. We're going to get some things cooking. He's got uh, Demetrius Andre as well cooking for us. And uh, yeah, man, that's what we needed. Uh, what we still need is a sponsorship. So if any companies out there listening, all you big wigs always listening to my show, still in my advice for free, the least you can do is sponsor the show. All right? Now. If you're not a sponsor, I mean, if you can't, you don't want a sponsor, but you're still a big wig. We know how much you get paid. At least sign up to the highest level on my Patreon and keep me doing what I'm doing so you can keep stealing my advice. You understand what I'm saying? We're going out to Tyrone, who says, y'all say Ness has no credibility, but y'all watching him every day faithfully. How that work? I'm entertaining as fuck, my friend. That's what it is. It's hard not to watch something that's entertaining. We got Big Chop, unbiased boxing, says, is Traveler getting killed by the police consistently? Oh, no, I mean, excuse me, constantly. No, they're not. Texas Bulldog Boxing says, punch call Tio undisputed, but Boxrec disagrees. Crying emoji, laughing out loud emoji. Yes, he does. 
He said it was a direct quote, though, that the title wasn't his title. It was a direct quote. He hit me up because I had hit him up like, yo, I want to get him on the show, though, man. Just I, want, I hit him up this morning, too, see if he was busy. Oh, shit, that's right. Peoples is from New Jersey. I forgot. The office is in Springfield. All right. So he might be calling straight in from the office. All right, we're going to go to the phone lines. If you haven't pressed one, we're not going to be able to go to you. We're going to need you to, uh, you know, press one so that we know you want to talk on the show. Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. We need to know you want to voice your opinion, you know? Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. But yeah, let's go out too. I mean... Just like the king is what I mean. I mean, the king is what I mean. I mean, literally, what's cooking? What's cooking, fellas? Good morning. Good morning. Yo, so let me let me let me. I'm great, brother. This is an exciting topic. You know, we've we've been you know marinating this Aram style. Look. I want to just point something out. If we're just going to draw comparisons to Muhammad Ali, I think AJ, you know what I'm saying, has a lot of comparisons. I don't know if anybody pointed this out. First of all, standing up for Islam in, in a, a country that can be very Islamophobic, you know, in England, he stands up for Islam. He, he's also, you know, um, you know, has that sort of presence. You know, when he, uh, you know, a, AJ, I think, you know, he, he don't get that credit because of the loss he took to Ruiz. But I remember having that in common with the great Muhammad Ali, not being scared or being afraid to come. So a lot of just character, you know, uh, similarities. Now, when you talk about Wilder, not to discredit him, I think what he's hinging it on to me is a lot of dissimilarities. But I think the principle in terms of offering opportunities to people, you know, and like you said, standing on standing on his square. Listen. We got it in the motherfucking song uh, um, till this day, me and Stainless. You know what I'm saying? When he, when he had to bark on Radio Raheem. So clearly, 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 Wilder has been an unapologetic black man when a lot of athletes in every sport are afraid to do so. So um, give that man his credit for that. And, uh, you know, I don't want to muddy the waters too much because people will take your shit and misquote it. You know, not greater. You know, nobody can be greater than Ali in so many regards. But, you know... The fact that we're mentioning his name in the discussion with Ali, that's a hat's off enough. Let's just not get crazy. You know what I'm saying? Let's not get drunk off that shit, man. It's my call, man. Keep it going, Ness. You the man, bro. All right, man. Thank you for calling in. Uh, we're going out to Show Kid. What up? Yo, what's up? What up? You can hear me? I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I don't even know why you had this clown on the show. He don't speak for no black American, man. So he ain't, he ain't going to understand what Wilder going through. That's like you, a Dominican, and a Puerto Rican is trying to tell you what's going on in your country. It don't make no sense. I don't even know why you called him. Shit is I ain't call him. He hit me up and said, yo, what time you going live? I see the title. I got to talk about this. So like... Would you? What, you yeah, know, I, I understand that, but he, he don't know nothing about black Americans. But he under, he understand what gypsies went through, man. What is he talking about, man? He plays stupid when you bring up facts. He don't know nothing about. He's a historian, but he don't know what Ali said, right? Come on, man, <laughs> the clown, man. 
So that's all I got, man. Nah, 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 nah. Can Yo, you can you think of any what's comparisons? Up? I mean, you know, what comparisons do you see in Wilder and Ali? That's a great comparison. They both speak. They hated um, Wilder when he started talking about what blacks went through. See, the point is, with, with people who they don't like you for your color, they'll say, "Well, y'all not getting hosed by water hoses. They're not sicking dogs on. It's not the same as the si- racism is racism." I'm pretty sure in 30 years, racism for our kids gonna look different, but that don't mean they don't feel the same when police is killing you. So I don't know what he talked about. It's the same thing. They hated Ali. Ali was the most hated man in America. They just made excuses why they hated him till he went damn near brain dead and they start putting his face on T-shirts like they loved him. They didn't love Ali. They didn't love Martin Luther King. They loved him when they was dead. Well, all right, my friend. Thank you for calling in. Uh, listen, we've uh, officially put out the Daryl People's post on uh, Patreon. If you want to ask him a question, the president of the IBF will be on the show in about 14 minutes. And damn, I'm excited. Been wanting to do this all my life. Like all my boxing career, I've been wanting to get this guy. Him and Mendoza. I finally got to do Mendoza, so it seems like it's going to be a great week, you know. Uh, I got to do Mendoza the other day at the, in Las Vegas, and uh, now it looks like we'll get an opportunity at Mr. People. Is it Peoples or People? I guess that's how we break the ice, you know. It's funny... Because um, isn't there a Daryl Peoples? I always say this. Isn't there a Daryl Peoples from uh, the Shaft movie and shit? <laughs> right? Nah. Brandon, what's up? Are you available for some boxing talk? Hey, hold up the time zone. Jumped up and back with our mind on. Can't play when you here, get your life stole. If you bring it here, then the price grow. Folks jabbing and punching the line long. Drop a pigeon at nine go. We slap with the fit glass and white go. This only happens in Ohio. All right, Brandon. Brandon. No Brandon. No Brandon. All right. If you're on uh, Blog Talk, we need you to go ahead and press the numero uno so that we know you want to voice your opinion on the show. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and post the number also in the live chat right here on YouTube.com forward slash The Boxing Voice. Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already done so as uh, we're out here rocking and rolling and getting it in. And I mean, talking boxing seven days a week right here on the voice of the people. So looks like we got ourselves a new caller <clears throat> in New York City. Uh, what's up, my friend? Who's this? Yo, Ness, what up, bro? What's up, brother? Who's this? Wayne Queens, man, Queens calling in for the first time, but I've been listening. You said Wayne, yeah, bro, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne and Queens, talk to us. Appreciate you listening in, man. Yeah, man, I had to call him, and I was listening to this idiot, man. The special guy's mad dense. The guy's just on his, uh, with his analysis and shit. Because first of all, 
he wasn't listening to understand anything you were saying. The guy was listening to respond. Matter of fact, the majority of the time this guy was talking, you were talking, he wasn't even listening. He was just waiting to cut you off to put in his opinion on some shit that he doesn't even understand. This fool is talking about Americans, black Americans. If you don't live in this country, you have no idea what it's like to be a black man in America. So first of all, he needs to shut the hell up with that. But with the, with the wilder thing, man, the wilder hate is like historic to me because I thought Floyd had haters. But the amount of haters Wilder got is beyond that. Cause like at least with Floyd, Floyd had the, the, the support of the boxing community. Even in the boxing community, Wilder got haters. These niggas don't even like Wilder. This is crazy to me. This is talking about, yo, technique and all of this shit. All these fools got techniques and they get their ass knocked, moved the fuck out every day. So that shit don't mean nothing to me. Ortiz had te- technique. We respect Ortiz. What happened? Knocked out twice. You feel me? Ortiz, everybody's ducking Ortiz. But Wilder took the challenge, gave this man an opportunity, had all the technique in the world, not smooth the fuck out. Yardy got knocked out with a fucking jab. But he got technique, though, right? We don't give a shit about no technique. The man's got skills. Listen, one of the greatest trainers in the history of boxing, rest in peace to my man, Nassim, he's the one who first compared Wilder to, to, to Ali. He said Wilder is the most gifted fighter since Muhammad Ali. And the man had a point. Why? Because Wilder came from somewhere nobody came from which means a man's got a gift. How can you get off the street, driving trucks, get a friggin' medal in the Olympics, knock niggas out left and right, the highest knockout percentage in boxing history, win the title, defend this shit multiple times, and you can't fight? That shit don't make no damn sense to me. All this shit is hate. All this shit, listen, I'm not saying boxing technique is not important, but when you don't have skill, if you ain't got no knowledge, no understanding of how to fight, you cannot defend the title multiple times. You cannot get that high in boxing. That shit makes no sense to me. That's all I got to say today, man. All right, brother. All right. Thank you for calling in. And uh, always a pleasure, man, to get someone that passionate on the show and, uh, you know, have them air it out, bro. Get it off their fucking chest, man, because, you know, that's the whole reason I started this show, man. Not having the ability to to be able to go out there and, and say what I want on a specific topic that's happening in boxing and get a response, you know, have some feedback on that. And, um, you know, I'm grateful for all you guys, you know, all your opinions, all the calls, because that's what makes the show great, man, you know? Because, look, while Spencer believes that, that he bested me in that debate, uh, you know, there are Americans obviously calling in that feel differently. People that have super chatted that feel differently, just like, you know, people that are somehow, um, you know, in agreements with Spencer. So it's all friendly debate in my eyes. But um, Nazim did have a lot to say. I'm trying to see, can I find uh, my interview with, with, with him so that we won't get flagged? Because he definitely said... Plenty of positives on Wilder. But again, the number to call in one four two five five six nine fifty two forty one. Press one one time if you want to voice your opinion right here on the Voice of the People hotline. Um, let me see. Is that the brotherly love? The city of brotherly love. Let's see. 
Philadelphia. It's funny. We was just talking to Azim Richardson. And a Philadelphia person calling in. Rod in Philly. What up? Yo, Ness, what's good, bro? What up? Uh, yeah, bro, rest in peace, Brother Nazim. And, you know, I, I give a lot of credence to what Brother Nazim said about how uh, Deontay Talent and uh, the, call, the caller just called in. I mean, he, it is a... It is a really uh, kind of rags to riches story, and it's not uh, definitely not common in boxing because it just takes uh, so long to build that skill and conditioning. So it, it is a uh, you know exceptional what Deontay's done, but we're talking about the fight with him at Fury, and he, you know, come on, let's 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 be real. I think <clears throat> I think I think he, he has gotten better. I did see a, a newer clip with him and uh, Malik uh, Malik Scott. And uh, yeah, he has gotten a little bit better. But to me, if you're gonna go in there and try to box Fury, that's your biggest mistake. And again, you're gonna get embarrassed. But if you try to knock his head off again, like you did in the first and second fight, I give you, I give you all the same shot I gave you in the first and second. It's a fifty-fifty shot. Yo, but that's you know? what that's what but people it, told Earl. They said if Earl tries to box Mikey, he gonna lose. You're right. No, you're right. But Earl isn't Earl a way better skilled fighter than Deontay? I mean. I- you're saying that Deontay's incapable of change? In in a year? When you determine how much time you need. I mean, it, it, but Tyson Fury's a lifetime of boxing. And Deontay Wilder's have he, he. And Wilder is a ahead, lifetime of boxing as well. I mean, you know, starting at 20 or whatever age, it doesn't matter. But the focus has been that ever since. And and you got to understand, man, determination. That fire but to let me get take, that but let belt me, back, that's just something, I don't know. You're going to have to beat that but let me, out of let me just. But let me just bring this, this part up. I know, and I know you talked about it before, but when, when you lose and you blame everyone but yourself, you know, you blame the, 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 the costume, you blame your trainer, the water, the, you know, the gloves, you know, that, that shows something. You know what I'm saying? Now if, he, now, if he's got his mind right and he's going in there to, to knock this guy, again, this is my opinion. I'm not saying anybody else is wrong. I'm just saying, my, if you're going into the box, I think it's a mistake. But if you're going to do the same thing you did the first and second fight, I'll give you all the shot in the world. Now, I hear you, man. I'm just saying we all handle things differently. You know what I'm saying? Um, I never had a world title, so only thing I could relate, uh, you know, a loss that great would be, uh, you know, like... I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what you could relate it to, for real. Like, what we know is that he desperately wants revenge, right? So the narrative should have changed by now, right? Simply because we see that no amount of money can deter him from trying to win his title back in the ring. See, you guys get hung up on costumes and excuses, but what you're not realizing is that you have a man that refuses to lose, right? Yes, he lost, but you are going to have to kill him, right? And that's what he said. I'd rather die in the ring. And because of that, he didn't take a tune-up. Because of that, he won't accept step-aside money. Because of that, he'd rather lose. He'd rather go in there and lose, but he's taken his opportunity 
to try and win. And we're still not backing that. We want the guys, we want to back the guys that want to offer 20%. We want to back the guys that want to offer flat fees. Those are the guys you back. Those are the guys you back. That's why I'm all right. I'm all right being on this island. Call me delusional. Say whatever you want. But I don't back the dudes that's offering flat fees. I back the dudes that's out here giving opportunities, changing people's life. That's what I bet, you know? So, it is what it is, you know what I mean? Um, I, Jemmy, in case that message is for me, you know I didn't have a problem with the stoppage. I could be heard on my live fight chat saying, stop the fight. So, you know, I don't have a problem with the stoppage. Um, so, I hope that was a general statement because, you know, I, I, I've been clear on that. And as far as, you know, the excuses, you know, it's like that, man. When you're in denial, you know, it takes a while. It's, it's a feeling. It, it goes away, though. As you can see from the YouTube video, follow us right here at YouTube.com forward slash The Boxing Voice. Uh, this is a refocus, Wilder. A happy champion is a dangerous champion. You know, there's no longer that dark depression Whatever he was going through, he it's now. And that's what you can hear in the interview. So go check out the full interview with 78 Sports because that's what you can hear in the interview, you know. Malik Scott is banking on knowing this man for 12 years and seeing in his eyes the determination and willingness to learn and win. I mean, think about it. Look at what he's doing. He's creating a facility in his backyard and it, they're working I mean you can see his shoulders you can see his arms not to say that muscles win fights but you can see he's physically looking better not only physically in the physical but physically in the movements it looks better but you can also stay in denial you can say that we are delusional and we'll see we'll see each other at the fight and you know may the best man win you know it's unfortunate that you know, Spencer, as a alleged uh, historian, isn't, again, bigging up this fight. Rather than downplaying Deontay Wilder and discrediting him for going through with the trilogy, he should be bigging it up because it's never been seen in heavyweight history. What happens if Wilder knocks out Tyson Fury? We can possibly see a full fight that we never... That's never it's something that's never been done, right? So it's like, I know right now, today... Your mind is like, oh, man, we don't need a fourth fight. We don't even want this third fight. Yeah, that's because Wilder hasn't won yet. If he wins, if he wins, and if he wins in the same Wilder fashion, yeah, people will be talking about four fights. Remember, Rafael Marquez versus Israel Vasquez got four fights. Four fights. See, what you guys don't understand is as much as you say that there's no interest, there's three fights, and they'll be on pay-per-view. How could there be no interest? If there was no interest, Bob would be telling you the same thing he's telling you about Bud. There's no... We, we, we can't afford to do that fight. We're not doing that. We're not taking that risk. They're not saying that about this. There's no risk with this. They know where the numbers lie with this. The data's out there. But it's you. It's you, the hater, saying that this is a fight that no one wants. But that's not true. But it looks like we got Daryl. Peoples, Daryl, is this you? 
It is. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Um, is it Peoples with an S or no? Yes, yes, people's with an S. Oh, perfect, perfect. So, Dara, I'm going to just tell you, man, I have been wanting to do this interview maybe 10 years now. Uh, I'm just not <laughs> as persistent as I should be, so thank you to Brandon who uh, assisted in, in, in getting this done. Um, I just actually uh, was in Las Vegas and had the opportunity to interview your friend Gilberto Mendoza of the WBA. So, you know, having an opportunity to interview you days later, it's a... Uh, Fantastic opportunity. That being said, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Again, now that I'm interviewing you, fantastic. I'll have you know, <laughs> I'll have you know we're both New Jersey natives. I just uh, relocated to Florida, bought my second home here in sunny sunshine, Florida. So I left you with the cold out there in Springfield, but I'm originally from North New Jersey. So you having your office in Springfield okay. is, uh, well, Springfield Avenue is actually pretty cool. Yeah, well, actually, uh, one of our first offices was in Newark on Congress Street. Beautiful. Wow, downtown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm, nice, nice. So uh, I want to say congratulations, first and foremost. Um, I've never been to one of your conventions. Uh, I, I look forward to it. I was actually going to go pre-pandemic. Um, the famous referee, oh my God, uh, Willis, Mr. Willis was inviting me and giving me all the information, but then the pandemic happened. That being right, said, right. I, I just want to congratulate you on being a, the first and only black president of the sanction. Like, there's no other sanctioning body. This is, you know, so I've, I wanted to interview you just based solely off that. How'd you... How'd you get involved in this? How were you allowed to... Because it doesn't seem like this is common. Oh, well, well, actually, the founder of the IDF and all three of my predecessor presidents were African-American, uh, and two of them were women. Beautiful. Um, so uh, it was more or less through progression. Um, I started with the IDF around 1995 as an administrative assistant, <clears throat> and two or three years later, um, I started working in with the ratings committee. Um, President Bobley appointed me as the ratings chairman, and I served as the ratings chairman for all three of my predecessors before I became president 10 years ago. Now, what was your mission statement when you first took over? What, what, what did you want to accomplish as the president, and what year exactly did you take over? I became president in 2010. Um, <clears throat> one of my biggest goals was to expand the IDF. Um, there was a few countries that were IDF friendly, um, but I just wanted to exp uh, expand our influence, um, concentrating on Asia, which we were doing okay in, and I'm still working on getting bigger in Africa. Um, but I mean, it, it's global. There's stuff going on everywhere, but more than just having uh, China and Africa are two places uh, 
that I want to see boxing develop because I believe there's a lot of untapped talent there. Um, and we've always been about, since the inception of the IDF, is offering opportunities. So one of the things that I love about the IBF is that um, you can pretty much bank on a mandatory getting their shot when it comes to the IBF. Um, you know, I like to joke and, and fantasize that if you guys ever, you know, came together as one, kind of like Voltron, I would still want the IBF to be in charge of mandatories because you seem to give a person their mandatory regardless of politics, regardless of how much money or popularity or what it would mean in terms of, you know, sanctioning fee, your guys get their right. shot. Why is that such an important thing? And why haven't we seen the IBF kind of, uh, you know, mm, I don't know, bend on that rule? Well, um, quite simply put, it's a rule. Um, uh, listen, as a, as a result of people being unavailable for whatever reason, we, we sometimes have a number three contender who will become the mandatory. But the whole philosophy behind our eliminators, and, and we're still tweaking the rule, is to try and find the preeminent contenders in the division uh, to become the mandatory for the champion. So, it, it, again, we're reevaluating it, but we think that you should kind of earn your way into a mandatory position through fighting that, just through attrition. Absolutely. And it's been working. It has. Um... Again, it's something that boxing fans could look forward to is the number one contender getting their opportunity when it comes with, to the IBF. Now, can you uh, explain, did you adapt, or has the IBF, rather, adapted uh, the rule of not ranking another champion? Um, and why was that rule adapted? Well, we, we, we do not rank other organizations uh, champions, especially if they're considered a world champion, um, which there's more and more of those. Um, and it, it's more or less uh, out of respect for the fighter and out of respect for the other organizations. If this person is, you know, earned the title of world champion, it would be kind of disrespectful to the fighter and the other organization, we think to put him in our numerical ratings. Now, a, this this guy is. Old. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I I'll let you know. I'm a bit of an interrupter. Uh, but okay. Um, <laughs> let's think about Vasil Lomachenko versus Luke Campbell. He petitioned the WBC to get a shot at that vacant uh, WBC shot. Right. So. What would be the difference, right? Like, again, you know, at that point, not to say that that's what you would have done as the president of the, IVF, uh, of the IBF, but obviously Mauricio and his committee sat back and said, all right, you know, Vasil's done this in the amateurs. He's done this in the pros. He's definitely worthy at our vacant title. All right, we'll let him fight versus Campbell for it. 
so what's the difference in actually ranking a, a, a champion, right, uh, in your sanctioning body? Because maybe they want an opportunity at another champion, and it's kind of hard to get that. And that mandatory clause of the guarantee 20 can at least get us to talk and sit down at the table so we can get more unifications. Well, because, I mean, what is it? Six undisputed champions? Shouldn't it be more in all the years of boxing? Oh, I think so. But here, here, here's the thing. Keep in, keep in mind, um, we don't have a rule that prohibits unification. In, in fact, uh, we encourage it. Our rule, and our, even in our rules, like most of the other rules, we'll say that a unification takes priority over a mandatory. However, with the IBF, our rule is we only unify with the preeminent champion. So it's got to be the highest echelon of your champions. So we, we do encourage it. So that and brings we, me... We like to see unifications. So that's a perfect segue. That's a perfect segue. So uh, I spoke to Mendoza, Gilberto, and uh, they're waiting on, I guess, their committee now to decide whether or not the champion in recess, Manny Pacquiao, is rightfully deserving of defending the title, which was given to Ugas as the regular champion, elevated since Pacquiao was inactive, but Ugas never fought, hence making it possible for Pacquiao to get reinstated in time to fight your champion, Earl Spence Jr., which his mandatory hasn't been called. Is that the reason why it hasn't been called? When will he get one? Is the question. When will we? Well, actually, we've notified. I mean, we have an elimer, eliminator that's already taken place with. I'm going to kill this name. Quadratulo? Right. Abdul Rakorov Quadratulo. First name first. Right. He, he's already the. the he, he's already the IBF mandatory. Um, now, correct me so if I'm wrong. Hasn't going, he passed off on his opportunity once already? No. Oh. He's never... What's like, what, what, he's never not wanted, like, his shot at Earl? I don't believe so. Because he's been number but one you, for you, a long time. I mean, for, ever since he ever since he fought uh, Luis Colazo, I believe. Don't know. I, I I I really couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, he's been fluctuating. Um, he'll be one, or he'll be number three, and the and the IBF will have like one and two vacant for a time. Like now, you have Porter there, but there was a time where Porter wasn't right. there. So uh, right, well. Right, and Porter Porter did fight and eliminate. Exactly, versus uh, Formella. Yes. Let me see something. Sebastian Formella from Germany, or uh, yeah. Now, so so how that make so okay? So Quadratulo remains number one in the mandatory because he's always been. Porter would be the second Correct. mandatory to come when that gets called. Right. Which is a year to the date of the fight. Well, yes, but then again, you have the the issue 
Yeah, right. Our mandatory is you no know, nine months you get. Oh wow. Unless it's a vacant title. Beautiful. And, um, and if it's vacant, but, what's the procedure? Six months. Wow. Okay. But I, I I'll I'll tell you, um just pragmatically that's that's rough because once you get to guys at a certain level, there's contractual obligations with networks and promoters, and um, it, you're not finding a whole bunch of guys that are fighting three or four times a year. So um, we don't have a rule. We don't want to have a rule that we can't enforce, or if it would just be too severe on the fighters. Um, you you can't sit around forever, but we do want to be fair. Definitely. So you're saying Earl already has a mandatory, but do we know by when he has to fight him? Or like I asked before, is the Pacquiao fight push the mandatory back? It, it will, depending on the status of Pacquiao's title. Um, if if he's the super champion for the WBA, there's no issue whatsoever. His his mandatory would get pushed off. Perfect. All right, all right. So uh, I wanted to ask: you don't, or you haven't, frequently adapted interims or. Just other IBF belts. I think I've seen maybe two uh, in the last few years. I, I, I believe you gave Adam Kovnaki one for a fight with somebody in New York, and then maybe someone in the between between 130 and 135 maybe received some sort of IBF interim. But it's not a main thing. Why is that? Um, yeah, why is that? Um, well, our our rule is is pretty clear um the only way we'll allow for an interim title is if for any certain reason the champion can't defend his title that that's it if he's injured or sick or whatever um those are the only circumstances in which we will allow an interim title so um so what was the and, science and that, you can behind the Adam one because Joshua was the champ, Pulev was at the time the mandatory. Where how you know what what was the science behind Adam receiving an interim? Well, he no, he wasn't the interim. He was just the leading available. But he received the belt in that fight, no? Adam Kalnacki? Yeah. Definitely had a red belt that night. <laughs> okay. Let me double check, but I'm pretty sure. But anyway, anyway, so there's not an interim in every division. It's definitely situational. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, and it, it's a pretty rare occurrence. And so now uh, Pulev, that happened. 
So AJ gets right. nine months from the Pulev date? Well, he would had he not been a unified champion. We, we have, albeit loosely constructed, a rotation system. Um, so it's either, well, we know the WBO mandatory is next. So after the WBO mandatory, he has a WBA mandatory before it gets back to us. So the mandatory could be waiting for a really long time if he if he's the mandatory to a unified champion. <clears throat> what we, I mean, on its on its face, what we typically do is whoever's mandatory has been the most outstanding or, you know, whoever's mandatory has been waiting the longest. We, we try and arrange it for them to go first. So let me get this clear in the simplest terms, since the IBF was granted the Pulev mandatory, you don't get a time. You don't get a chance at a contender getting a shot at AJ until the other sanctioning bodies get their mandatories called. Correct. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that can be a while now. That can so, be a very long while. So, uh, Mr. People, so are you, is, are there special cases, let me say that, because uh, uh, let's hypothetically talk about this IBF heavyweight division. Uh, Philip Hergovich just won. The purse bid with Hunter. Hunter pulled out, but eventually, you know, he's going to fight someone for the eliminator right. to become the mandatory. And he, he's he's obviously right. backed by people that are moving him uh, fast. You know, he's a he's a heavyweight that just came on the scene. But look, he's trying to get a, an eliminator and there's people bidding for his purse bid. So <clears throat> I don't think they're going to want to wait. Are there special... Uh, circumstances uh, can they go to you and petition and say hey you know we want to fight Joshua today not four years from now um well the only one who would have a right to ask well he, sure they could they could make that fight while Joshua is in his optional period with us I mean he has Joshua has no obligation no mandatory obligation us for quite some time so yeah they could but we couldn't order that fight as a mandatory but sure they free negotiations with anybody in the top 15 okay but that that that's definitely letting us know that the only way Hergovich gets a shot is if Joshua gives him one as far as the dub the IBF calling a mandatory and saying you must negotiate within 90 days. That won't happen until the WBC have their mandatory option with Joshua, then the WBA, then the WBO. Then it's the IBF's turn once more. Well, right. Everyone but the WBC. Oh. Oh, so you don't wait for the WBC. They don't No, have we don't have to because right, because they're they're not involved with this. If, I mean, 
Um, unless Joshua and Fury fight, and Joshua won the WBC title. Ah, I got you. Joshua I got you. I got you. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm making it as if uh, Joshua has to defend the WBC. You're right. Absolutely right. Okay, so then there's only two that they have to wait for. So that shortens some years, definitely. Right. <laughs> so, uh, how real was this uh, Charles Martin versus Deontay Wilder? Uh, eliminator that was rumored heavily was that was that just a rumor it was it, it was never presented to us okay. i i heard about it too <laughs> um but no it wasn't it was never presented to us hearing about it what was your initial thoughts well the biggest issue is that Deontay wasn't in our ratings. Um, now, one of the ways that we determine whether you're available or not is um, if you're contracted to fight for another uh, title. And we're all well aware that Deontay had the return match uh, clause in his contract. So technically we couldn't rank him because he was contracted to fight for another title. The only other way that he could be unavailable is he, he was injured. So well, that would have been really tough to do. Well, no, we couldn't do it. He's unavailable. He was contracted. Thank you. Thank you. These are all beautiful answers. Believe me, we've, we've sat here and uh, this is a call-in talk show daily. So, you know, people have sat here and called in mm -hmm. and just asked questions like, you know, uh, why isn't this fighter ranked in this sanctioning body? Why can't he just be the mandatory even mm -hmm. though he's a champion, you know? So uh, these are definitely needed answers. Um, I wanted to ask your thoughts on the evolution of what I consider the second franchise title uh, because I believe the super champion is no different than the WBC franchise champion and by the super champion I mean the WBA super champion and now the WBC franchise champion uh, what are what are your thoughts on these uh, <coughs> secondary super champions or not super champions I mean um for unifications, we do not recognize the super champion um, because the way I understand it, it isn't isn't a title. It's a designation that can't be won or lost in the ring. So I don't, yeah, it's a designation. It's not a, it's not a world title. Um, there are certain fighters at certain levels, I suppose that would benefit off of that. Um, it's certainly given the people who have those designations could make some really good fights, but it is, far as the, the purpose of unifying, um, 
we don't do it. Um, and and I only know briefly, or you know, I'm not too intimate with the rule. Um, but yeah, that's our position. That's a that's a designation by another sanctioning organization, and we don't recognize them as champions. Why, why haven't? I mean, because I, I, it just seems like you guys are like morally taking certain stances on things. Is is does it just come down to that? Like you're trying to do what's right, or am I painting you in this light because I want you to be a superhero of sanctioning bodies? <laughs> well, you know what it is. I mean, shoot, I'd like to be the paragon of virtue, but uh, the simple answer is we we are. We're we're rule sticklers. Um, we reevaluate our rules. Um, it's not a cop out, but we try and stay away from discretionary rules um, because that makes it consistent. You know what you're going to get when you're dealing with the IVF, and it it, it it's as fair a playing field as we can make it. And and we're we're still working on it and tweaking our rules to make sense. Um, we follow the rules and it, and it, and it works out. All right. All right. So, uh, I got a few questions here from, uh, the people. First one is from new Orleans rule who says compared to other sanctioning bodies, how does the IBF, arrive at the conclusion to strip a fighter of a title? Um, the, 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 the biggest or, or probably most common way, although we try not to do it, is if you fail to make a mandatory defense of the title. Um, now, there are, there are ways around, as we spoke about, um, not defending your title is if you unify or if you ask for an exception. Every champion has the right to ask for an exception and it's voted on by the board of directors. So that probably the, the, the biggest way to have your title vacated with the IBF is not fighting your mandatory. Cool. So uh, how long has the IBF been around? Um, the, the predecessor organization was the USBAI, which started in 1983. And it changed to the IBF? Uh, later in 1983, when we expanded more internationally, and that's when Bob Lee became the first president. Nice. So, do you attend the WBC convention? Um, usually, you'll see all of us at each other's conventions. I mean, providing, you know, there, there's no scheduling issues, but I've been to all of the other organizations' conventions, and they, they've been to mine as well. I'm not, I'm, so you, I missed you then in the last uh, Mexico one. <clears throat> Were you in in WBC's uh, Mex right. Mexico? 
I was not. Ah, okay, okay. All right. Well, that's good to hear because, uh, you know, I, I, I interview Mr. Levine of the IBO, and mm -hmm. he doesn't attend or get invited, should I say. Uh, what are your thoughts on the IBO? Um, well, first, Ed has been to our convention, <laughs> our last convention in Florida he's been to. Well, I mean, um, I mean specifically WBC, like he doesn't go to that one, whatever. Reason. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I, I, listen, the IBO is, is a decent alternative. Um, they do give guys opportunities. Um, they're, they have a lot of recognition in South Africa. Um, they, they do well in Europe. Um, I, yeah, I have no problem with the IBO and, and Ed and I have been friendly for many years. Um, so I, I think no issues here with the IBO. Are you nonprofit or? No. Yes, we are. Yeah, nonprofit. Five hundred one c six. So and and uh, because you know my understanding with speaking to Mauricio, like he said that the the, the big four, which obviously are you, the IBF, uh, WBA, WBC, WBO, would be more accepting of a IBO if they weren't non i mean if they were if they yeah if they were not for profit does that matter to you and if so what is the reason behind that and 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 understand that i'm not trying okay. to figure this out let me just give you clarity i'm not trying to figure this out for for the for financial uh reasons or to get in your guys' pocket more to understand why when are we just going to recognize this other belt it's like it's like this other belt that people are out there and, you know, you know, and for me as a journalist, right, like I interview guys and he's an IBO champion and it's like, do I call him a champion? Do I say he's not? This guy's an interim titleist. Or is he a champion? The other one's a regular. He's a franchise. It's confusing. So, you know, and it can be disrespectful for a guy that's been fighting all his life. If he wins an IBO that might be his... I mean, tell Sebastian Formella he didn't beat uh, Tulana right. Mbenge right. for that IBO. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Um, listen. Due, due to the IBO's business model and without going into a whole bunch of detail, I, I understand <clears throat> Mauricio's position. I mean, and he, he doesn't keep it a secret. He's, he's vocalized it when all of us we're in the room, but I don't think that based on the IBO's business model and the way they conduct their championships and the ratings, I don't see it being a big problem, but I'm not a lawyer. Um, that's, that's my personal opinion. Just trying to, again, understand, because uh, we see, like you said, they're doing good in the European market, and it's obviously Matchroom and Eddie Hearn giving them opportunities. We've seen now the uh, the PBC also using them 
a little more frequently. Mm-hmm. So it, it would just be good for, uh, I don't know, Chris Eubank to be able to unify with a WBA or an sure. IBF champion if they're going to, you know, be fighting for those titles. But, yeah, just asking the questions. We got another one here from Steve in the UK who says, Hi, Mr. Peoples, thanks for coming on the show. What changes or reforms have to be made in boxing? Why don't all sanctioning bodies have a clean boxing program? Why don't the sanctioning fees fighters pay to yourself and others not go towards some of the fighters' uh, pensions? I understand you are a separate entity to other sanctioning bodies, but as a non-for-profit organization, I don't see what else do... Oh, excuse me. I don't see you do other... Ah, I don't see what else you do other than collect money and present a belt. Once, <laughs> once again, thank you for coming on the show, Steve in the UK. Uh, Steve, I, I've been asked that several times. Um, at one point, <clears throat> the IDF did have a pension and trust plan. And what happened was... It, if you fought for a world title, you were required to put 2% of your purse into the pension and trust, um, which the IDF wasn't involved in uh, as far as managing people's finance. Well, what happened was there was <clears throat> more fighters than you would imagine who opted out of the plan, didn't want to be part of it. So. Uh, in layman's terms, there was, didn't there want to lot... give an extra 2%. Right. <laughs> right. Um, then, unfortunately, um, after 9-11, due to some changes in the Homeland Security laws and the Patriot, Patriot Act, um, we weren't allowed to have international or non-U.S. citizens participate. So it actually became an unfair burden or it just didn't pass the smell test requiring certain people to do things while not making other people have the same obligation. However, we still made the pension and trust plan available on a voluntary basis. Um, Several fighters have done okay getting pension money. Um, some of them, you know, it's it's more like a 401k. If they put small amounts in it, they may have lost money, but most of these fighters did. Um, but due to participation and, and change in regulations, we discontinued, uh, discontinued the pension plan. We do have what the acronym is SARB, special assistance to retired boxers. So regardless of whether you are an IBF champion or even ranked in the IBF, if you run into financial difficulties, we do have funds where we can give assistance. And we also have a scholarship fund that's for primarily for our members. But we, we, we do have some mechanisms to help fighters out. Indeed. 
a scholars program like, like you like a fighter who's hey. ranked in the, oh go ahead no 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 a, a scholarship program yeah yeah so like a, a a fighter who's ranked in the in the IBF can go to you and say I want to go to school and you're going to help him with the finances yeah sure he can apply for a scholarship wow that's cool because I was going to ask that myself. Like, I know that, you know, I, I, I know the WBC well, so I know that what they do and, you know, WBC care. I mean, they have a million or a dozen different things. Sure. You know, so, uh, you know, you guys aren't as uh, social media present as them would be the best way to put it. Well, well our, our organization is a lot smaller. Um, so we're work, we're working on growing, um, but we have that. And 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 hats off to the WBC because they're that whole WBC cares and and their you know their assistance program. It, it's they they help a lot of people and it's it's very well run. Uh that's 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 pretty cool to hear you say. I didn't uh, you know think that uh ev not everyone but it seems like everybody looks up to the WBC so to speak um do you think that I'm a dreamer right i like to believe <laughs> that there can be a day and a universe where the four or five of you cuz i you know ed is my guy so i don't i, I wouldn't care if there was a fifth sanctioning body it's out there already. So if the four or the five, you like, can, again, came together like Voltron. I mean, wouldn't that serve a better purpose and reach a further reach, you know? Get to well, new heights. It, it's not always well publicized, but maybe a month ago, um, Paco and Mauricio and I were all on the phone together exchanging some ideas that we're going to revisit. Um, so, I mean, there, there's things that we collaborate on. Um, we we, we want to see the best for boxing. Um, you know, we're, we're just taking different roads to Rome, but we all want to end up in the same place. So we, we do collaborate. Um, we, we've had two summits in the past years. Um, but again, you know, scheduling is tough and especially COVID slowed down some of our momentum. So we, we, we do have some things in common. In an effort to condense <clears throat> the amount of titles that there are in, in boxing. Right. And again, this is me as a dreamer uh, is the biggest issue that financially it would be too messy, right, for, like, all of you to be on one belt. Once again, coming together like Voltron, right? So, so you know the WBC has the WBC. They got the, the big doubly gold. Then you got, like, Ali on the right and Floyd and, and even, you know, Sugar Ray or Leonard, depending on the version of the belt. Like, is it difficult for the IBF to be where, like, Ali is... And WBA be where like Floyd, you understand what I'm saying? Like the placement and just present the fighter with one title, so there there's less belts per division. Is that too much of a dream? 
<sighs> Sounds like it, right? Too, too well, much. you know, no, no, nothing's impossible. It would, it would take some work, but listen, the the fact of the matter is, um, if you go to any of these champions and you ask them, they want those belts. They want all four of them, or or five of them. Um, you hear a lot of fans say. Um, and, and listen, we do it to ourselves sometimes. Oh, just throw the belts away. Well, you know what? These guys, they want their belts. They want to be world champions. Um, they want to be, un, you know, undisputed. So the, the belts are important to them. And I, I would think that they would rather have all four of them than the one belt signifying all of them. They're athletes. They like trophies. Yeah. They like metals. Makes sense. Makes sense. <clears throat> um, so I got a few more. One question here. One moment. Let me get to these. <clears throat> but thank <clears throat> you once again for coming on. You're you're doing great, and I appreciate you <clears throat> being on the show. Um, we got the next one is coming from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh Brandon Maurice says, I'm a big Sabril Matisse fan. When can we expect him to get a title shot? Let's see. I think we were just speaking to him possibly about an eliminator. Boy. And, and you have to forgive me because we have a lot of titles going on and uh, <laughs> Let me just look at some notes. Okay. He just he just won, didn't he? He just uh let me double check. Over the weekend, I think. I was in Vegas. I didn't see him. He might, I don't know, he might be fought somewhere else. I'll I'll double check. Uh he sure did. What's that? A PBC card? That was a PBC card. Yeah, he fought in uh, California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just uh, knocked out. I'm not even going to try and pronounce this guy's name. <laughs> yeah, it gets, uh, some of them get kind of challenging. Um, yeah, he's from Kazakhstan, though. So. But yeah, so that yeah, another win. Does that put him closer to that world title shot? It does. Um, I'm trying to think. He, as a matter of fact, that now, makes him the mandatory. So I need to, I need to figure out when the junior welterweight mandatory is going to be. So well, he's, well, is he it, is next. Yeah, so you mean next well, after Jack Catterall? Well, Catterall, that's going to probably be a unif. Oh yeah, yeah, Catterall is next. I take that back. Yeah, Catterall has is the W is the WBO mandatory. Yes. So after Catterall, yeah. Now Sepeda. He's up. Sepeda won't take precedence over you, being as though Josh is also the WBC champion and the WBA champion? 
Oh, you know, see, again, that's going to have to go back to the rotation. I think the WBA, yeah, the WBA is going to come after the WBL. So, yeah, it might be a minute. Mm, But that makes sense why Javonta Tank Davis is fighting the WBA's regular Mario Barrios. Right. They could be lining themselves up. So... In the IBF, there's the number one and number two are vacant. So, like, there's nothing really shaking in the IBF for, for Sabril. He's, he's, that puts him in, I mean, he, this has to bump him to number one, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, when, so when, jo- and, and remember, um, if something, if it goes vacant, the WBA mandatory. Well, the what if the WBC mandatory is next, um, and the WBC mandatory isn't ready for whatever reason? Josh can say, "Hey, I want to fight my IBF mandatory and get it out of the way." Perfect. Which, yeah. So there's there's options. Look, you have a you have a it, it's tough, especially when you're the undisputed champion. Because it seems like every fight that you fight is a mandatory. So, uh, I mean, that's a... <laughs> but you seem a level-headed a, guy. Because we haven't seen you, uh, you know, be in the media. Not you specifically yourself saying anything, but more along the lines of uh, calling mandatories for Joshua when he's, you know, like... We haven't seen anything like that. Sometimes we hear... Like, you know, WBC, they wanted to do this, or the WBA said do this, and, you know, you're not stopping uh, unifications, basically. No, and and based on the rules, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is the IDF can only compel you to fight in two circumstances, if it's your mandatory or if you're one of the leading available contenders to fight in an eliminator. That's it. So we won't say fighter A needs to fight fighter B for the good of boxing. Uh, I mean, it may certainly be the case, but again, there's only two times that we can order fights. Well, two situations under which we can order fights. All right. Uh, We got Big Casual that says, hey, Mr. Peoples, thanks for coming on the show. Please don't make a hundred different belts like the other sanctioning bodies. That's that's what makes you guys the best, in my opinion. And that red and gold looks good. With boxers going for Undisputed recently, as the president of the IBF, would you rather a fighter to go for Undisputed, or would you rather him just defend his IBF title against mandatories? Um, I think I, like everyone else, wants to see an Undisputed champion. Um, I, again, I, I'm a big proponent of unifications. Um, and it makes it a lot easier for the fans. And the fans can appreciate knowing that there's one guy who's that guy. So I'm 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 all for you, Mr. Jason. All right. 
Uh, and uh, the last one is from Brandon Lenz, who says, thanks for coming on, Mr. Peoples. Can you explain the IBF weight limit policy and why it's important to your sanctioning body? Okay. Um, well, well, first off, it, it's, it's a health and safety issue. Um, I mean, we, we've seen horror stories of guys who are rehydrating in two or three weeks, week classes above their opponents. So when we first started this off, uh, and when we started, it kind of escapes me. But we we went and we said, we're going to make a 10-pound hydration limit. <clears throat> um, so we looked at this. Uh, we actually spoke to Andy Foster from California, who, who, who got everyone together. And we looked into this rehydration stuff. But we, we found out that Fighters over 140, 135 pounds, or 140 pounds, uh, 10 pounds wasn't working for them. So we initially looked at going 10%. Um, one of our doctors, or one of our members, who is a doctor in Italy, he did around, he did a study for almost three years, and we figured that 7% was the most healthy and the most equitable weight gain for athletes over a certain weight. Um, and, and that's what we implemented now. Uh, and it's worked. We, we haven't had a lot of people because they're used to it now. We haven't had a lot of people miss the second day weigh-ins, but I, I think it, it's, it's, it keeps you a little more honest um, as far as managing your weight. Um, and that's, that's important. Definitely is in this sport. Um, all right. I think that is all the questions. I want to thank you, obviously, for coming on the show. We appreciate it. And I uh, hope uh, it wasn't too bad. No, not, not at all. Um, I mean... I should probably do more of this. Uh, it, it's good hearing what's on the boxing fans' minds. So this is so. Uh, it's all good. Definitely, yeah. I mean, we got to get you a better social media presence, man. I mean, I think that uh, you definitely need a publicist, brother. You you should be le you should be uh, yeah. you should definitely be out there as much as Mauricio and uh, Gilberto. I mean. Even Paco, man. Paco has got to be like 20, 20 years older than you, man. Yeah. He still be out there. I, I, I rarely see you, man. And I've been looking. Believe me, I've been looking for you. I rarely see you because I wanted to do this interview for a while now. Well, you know what? It, it, it's kind of the philosophy. Our work speaks for itself. Um, but, yeah, I could do better. <laughs> Definitely. Well, uh, Mr. Peoples, thank you once again. Uh, we look forward to having you back on uh, soon and appreciate your time. If you want to give out any social media or the IBF social media, we do appreciate it. You can do it at this time. Um, 
okay, well, our, our extremely long website where everybody sees it is www-idf-usba-boxing.com. Um, we do have a Facebook page and a Twitter account. Well, all right. Thank you so much. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Daryl Peoples. Have a good day, sir. Thanks. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. So uh, that was fantastic. Uh, don't forget to hit the thumbs up button if you guys are just tuning in. We just uh, finished conducting an interview with the president of the IBF, Daryl Peoples. And uh, that went well. That went well. Um, I do appreciate his insight and, 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 and learning. We learned there. Now we know why exactly champions aren't ranked there. Uh, I think it's a lack of communication. I think that should be co communicated with contenders before they turn champions, right, uh, as the data. That'll be the data they need to conduct to decide whether moving forward champions can be ranked in other sanctioning bodies. Why, Ness? Well, because if you interview a guy when he's a contender, does he matter if he's ranked in another sanctioning body? He's probably going to say, yeah, because he wants an opportunity to be a champion desperately. So that will also help us get mandatories for certain champions to face other champions, helping these unifications, you know, speeding things up a little bit. You know, if a... Devin Haney, hypothetically, was uh, a mandatory to a Tiafimo. We'd probably get that quicker. Um, I don't know. Uh, Joe Smith Jr., if he can be the mandatory to better be, we'd probably have a three-belt unification quicker. Uh, so, you know, just things like that, you know. Get things done. But if you're calling in, remember, you got to press 1 one time. If you don't do that, I don't know that you want to rock out, which means I can't go to you so you don't get to rock out. But I know who does want to talk. In sunny Seattle. Mr. PBC, baby. Boxingwoods.com. I'm the flyest Canelo talking about he believes he can win. Go to my kitchen. Get the sharpest knife. You cut the bullshit up. I don't care what you do good. I do every fucking thing great. Mr. PBC, baby. Yo, yo, yo. Shout out to, you know, IBF. I gained a lot of respect knowing, you know, what type of person that person is. If you know who I am, I represent, you know what. Um, Deontay Wilder saying, or uh, Malik Scott saying, he moves better than uh, Muhammad Ali. I mean, hey, take it how it is. If he feels like that, he feels like that. Um, and uh, yeah, man, TBB for life, man. Um, <clears throat> great job getting that dude on there. <clears throat> I learned a lot. I'm definitely going to support. That's my call. All right, all right. Yeah, you know, um, I don't know. Was it me? I don't know. I felt like he needs to... I mean, I said it anyway. He needs to be out there just a little bit more. 
You know, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Let me see. Someone sent me something here that they said I needed to play. Suspense. How did he send this to me? How was this? Oh, this was sent via Insta. All right, I'm going to go to LV Slugger. What is up? TBV, what up, what up? What up, what up, what up, bro? Good show, man, good show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I ain't even see this much hate when uh, Tyson Fury was getting compared to Ali, man. You know what I'm saying? This is funny, though, man. But uh, I think, you know, with these athletes, man, it's rare to see them talk about, you know, cultural things, these stuff that go on in America, like, you know, what we do. George Floyd and stuff like that. It's just rare to see people talk about, you know, stuff that go on over here, man. Because, you know, they got their check. And, you know, that, that'll mess it up. You know, so I think that's one of the reasons why Wilder not the big, bigger star than what he could be, like, as far as being commercially advertised and stuff like that. You really see him on commercials and stuff. And I think that's a, a reason why, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, we all know Colin Kaepernick lost his whole NFL career behind on what he stood for. So, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's definitely, uh, it's rare to see athletes speak up on, on justice and, and, you know, stuff like that, man. But I think when they say Ali, you know what I'm saying? I think he is the closest, you know what I'm saying, we've seen in a while, man. But, uh, you know, Ali always going to be considered a GOAT, especially in the time era he was in and, you know, especially what he was doing. He was doing outside the ring, so I mean, he always gonna be said of the goat, but definitely Wilder is a legend in his own right, man. For for him to, you know, what I'm saying people talking about he can't learn how to box, you know, he didn't start late 1920 and get a bronze, you know, what I'm saying in two in three four years, like you know that tape. I, I feel like he can do whatever, you know, what I'm saying. So y'all just stay tuned. The third fight will be legendary, man, and uh. Two time. Two time. Yeah, man. Yeah. Brandon and Cincy. Natty. What up? What up? What up? No, 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 Brandon. No, Brandon. We going out to Mad Bank, Kansas City. What up? Kansas City, Mad Bank. Yeah, I've been trying to keep my thoughts together about Wilder, Ali. I think people get mixed up based on the age because of um, different eras, different time, different context. But I think the comparison is, you know, heavyweight um, boxer kind of polarizing up. I think Shoki called in and made a good point. Racism 30 years ago, 30 years ago, 30 years in the future, it's probably going to feel the same for those who are victims of it. So, you know, and while I got a lot of hate, as far as Wilder, boxing and his skills, I mean, people tend to forget when he got his heavyweight championship against Severn, he boxed the shit out of Severn. The guy is um, very athletic, and he moves well, and he can box. You go to the um, amateur program, you have to learn to box. To become a bronze medalist, you have to learn to box. To become a heavyweight champion, you have to um, have some basic boxing fundamentals. People tend to forget that because he knocks people out with one punch, that he doesn't box. 
he jabbed, he throws punches, he moves. But with Malik Scott, he's looking much better. It, it, there's more variety to the game. And I think he's going to do well against Philly. And I think he can outbox Philly. Kate and Nagaye. That's my call. Mad Bent, one hundo. Shout out, shout out. Um, I was sent this. Let's play it. Listen, I'm in a minority in this country here. What I'm was from, your minority? I'm you? from England. Oh, and oh you're a minority. You're from England. You own England. You own England and America. You white. You can go anywhere in this city you want to go. Are you from England? You're more free than me. You from England, didn't you say you're a minority? You know you can go to towns, move in neighborhoods, you can buy things over, you can open a business downtown Chicago and do business, and I can't do it, but you from England. Now you got some nerve to come over and be mad at me because I'm proud and I want to fight and be confident and get my people to be proud and fight and do. We the minority too. We've been a minority for 400 years and you freer than me. You from England. You are freer than me and everybody knows you. How many of you white people here truly believe that she's not as free as me or any black man? She can open up a shop downtown. He can't even rent a store. You can. Don't compare yourself with no black man. LV Slugger. LV Slugger, counterpunch. No, I just wanted to say a thing, man. Why, why, why the legend in his own right, man? Like, you know, would you agree? Like, this era of heavyweights probably the biggest we ever seen. You yeah. agree on that? Hell yeah. Yo, Ali was like 6'1. What I'm saying, like, this, this is what I'm saying. But and Wilder probably at, at the top of him, he probably the smallest out of all of them. He he outweigh he being outweighed by 20, 30 pounds, you know, forty pounds when he get in the fights with these dudes, man. Like in no other division are you even allowed to be that big, you know. Even with Mikey moving up two weight divisions, he wasn't he wasn't you know what I'm saying that big of a it was what, what about twelve pounds he going up. Wada being now weighed 20, 30 pounds, and he's sleeping these dudes, man. Heavyweight boxes, he's sleeping them, man. That's a legend right there, off, just off that alone, man. To, to do that, he weighing in 215, 220, and sleeping these big guys, man. So, like, you know, you got Fury of 6'9", man, who been boxing his whole life, man. 300, had to weigh nearly 300 pounds just to beat him. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this legendary shit, man. Y'all just wake up, man. Y'all stay tuned. And on the Muhammad Ali tip, a lot of y'all fans who, you know, think y'all know Ali, you know what I'm saying, personally, you know, his career, you know what I'm saying? His wife is like one of his first wives seen uh, Wilder at a fight and said and told him, like, yeah, uh, you remind me of Ali. You know what I'm saying? This is a woman that actually knew Ali. You know what I'm saying? Said she used to write his, write his, like some of his, uh, you know, he was real good with, uh, you know, with poems and stuff like that. Like, she used to write some of his stuff. She said, went to him and, and told Wada herself, herself that he she uh, he remind, reminds her of Ali. So, you know what I'm saying? Y'all just wake up, man. The, the third fight will wake y'all up, and we will be calling Wada two-time. All right, LV. Thanks for calling in. And that is everybody. Catch us on the next one. Let me just double-check these Super Chats here. Uh, looking like who we last left off on. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. All right. So Trav FDY says, ask peoples when the IBF start a VADA program. Sorry about that, but it, that wouldn't have cut it. It was a $2 chat, chat and that's a Patreon post, champ. Punch Drunk says, Abdur Korov been welterweight mandatory since 2019. Why haven't Earl Spence been mandated to face his mandatory? Will IBF recognize WBC franchise? Damn you late. And we had the post punch. My bad. I didn't see that. Let me refresh, make sure. But I didn't see that, fellas. I was uh, solo dolo. Scarface no Manolo. So, you know, kind of got caught up in the interview. Um, Brotherhood said Wilder would have knocked Ali out cold. Respectfully, though. Respectfully. You know how that is. You know what I mean? It's, it's, no hate. Respectfully, he just thinks he would have got him. Got him up out of there. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah. Nest GTO. I'm out. 